0: broadcasting live this is kma talk radio life liberty and the pursuit of fine cigars with your hosts honest dave and adam k the brewmeister listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com
1: i like to smoke them like to the churches.
2: My big cigar, my cigar, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in Facebook land, welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio, the quarantine edition, uh, locked in my <laughs> office. I am Adam K., the brewmeister, and we are pleased to have you back once again this week as we have uh, gone for at least Two months now in broadcasting uh, remotely as such, uh, and with me, of course, is always, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mister Honest Abe.
0: Good morning.
2: Hello, hello, and uh, from uh, his nursery with a lovely <laughs> backdrop, uh, Paul, the producer. Hi. I, the can backdrop
0: I see, kind of. Can works. you see Paul? I'm not seeing Paul. Oh wait, Paul, no,
3: what? it's probably oh, yes, off. Change the icon. On yeah, I'll change. Device. I'll change it for you. Don't worry. I, it, air just not with uh not with you guys yeah it's wonderful that
2: it does that and thank you for doing that paul almost like for the third week in a row (laughs) great
3: if you adam there's no way you could multitask and do all the things that i have to do on this i'm just telling you right now it's almost impossible to do so i'm just i'm pretty sure good oh my god i thought that was i thought that was feedback for a second i didn't i didn't know what was going on
0: adam We need you to back away a little bit from the screen. There you go. (laughs) It
3: was
0: a little little bit scary there for a second,
2: man. Listen, I just want to make sure I'm in frame. I'm just trying to make sure I'm in frame here. It's difficult to see because I have this backdrop behind me here, which is reversed, so I don't really get to see it. But you, at home, get to actually see it as
3: it is. So it's a whole different world for me. I don't even know. I don't even understand what you just said.
0: Yeah, neither do I.
3: Okay, it's not me, then. No. Because <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> no. I no. see the inverse
2: of what you see on the actual show in my screen from what I
3: see from my backdrop. Still not getting it. No. Oh, you mean All you right. see the reverse. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't have anything to do with how close you are when you're why like this you on the en- camera.
4: Why
0: Why are you engaging in this asinine conversation? With I don't me? know, man. Just, I'm I just going nuts. i right it. <laughs> I just um, I give
4: up. Are you doing oh, okay,
0: Paul? How are you? It's, it's quiet in your household this morning.
3: It is because uh, Stephanie, much to my chagrin, uh, decided to take the boys out. A couple of the moms from her moms group were taking the kids to the zoo. So. Oh, it's multiple moms. Yeah, I think it's two moms that are going. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll have a couple of them that you know in a in a group. If, if the protests get crazy out there, but,
0: uh, she'll be all right. The earliest I heard the protests were starting today around us was about noon.
3: Yeah. So she'll be back by then. I mean, they're not going to spend all day at the zoo, but, uh, yeah, I, I, Adam, to answer your question, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, it's, uh, it's still working from home every single day, uh, doing, doing two jobs and, and then, uh, you know, having, looking forward to KMA on the weekends I mean, for you guys, you're basically completely normal now, right?
0: Well, nothing is completely normal, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, our stores are open, we're operating and we're just being careful.
3: Are you guys, are you wearing masks when you go out at all now, Abe, or no? No.
0: Not at all. I'm not wearing a mask unless I'm, I'm going somewhere that it's required to wear a mask. And you don't
3: have a problem doing that. You'll, you'll do that.
0: No, it's required. It's required. Right. I don't see wearing a mask any different than no shirt, no shoes, no service.
3: I agree with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, same, same, fair. same, same basis as far as I'm concerned. If that's what they need, I'll put it on. But if they're not, I don't. You know. Adam,
3: and I, and I just warn them. Oh, go ahead.
0: And I just ask, like I, I go to my stretch zones in the morning, and that you know uh, when I started going back, I asked you know the girl who does me. I said, you know, would you like me to wear a mask? She said, no, so okay. I just asked.
3: Do they wear gloves when they stretch you?
0: No, you're clothed.
3: <laughs> no, I understand that you're clothed. I just, I don't know if they were taking like extra precautions because. No,
0: they had, what they did was they, they spread out the tables and they implemented a 15 minute window in between each session, each person's session. So they could completely sanitize the area. And, and honestly, I'm not, I'm not as concerned about the contact transmission anymore, but like I did an interview like two, three days ago. Yeah. And um, you know people people still want to come in and shake hands, and I'll shake a hand. It's no big deal, I oh really, quickly, okay, yeah, if somebody wants to shake my hand, i shake my hand, but I quickly sanitize it right afterwards. I mean, I got sanitizer all you know every everywhere, everywhere around me in my car or whatever, so I, I guess san- that's the best
3: you can do though I mean that's that's yeah. fair as long as you sanitize,
0: but then during the interview, the guy goes <coughs> <laughs> and it was his right wait, it was his right hand. So, so then he did it twice, and I said, man, at the end of this interview, this guy's going to want to shake my hand.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So when the interview was done, he got me to shake my hand, and so I went, oh, man, you coughed twice in that hand. You need to go wash your hands right away. So. Oh, you told did. him that? Oh, yeah, I did. I said, you need to go to the bathroom and wash your hands, like, right away. And what did then he as soon say? He left, I said, yeah, oh, he knew. He realized. I mean, what do you, you can't argue that, man. You just slobbered all over your hand. And then you want me to wow. shake it? Get the fuck out of here. So I mean, I was nice about it. I wasn't cruel. But I'm like, nah, dude, you, you You cough twice in your hand. You need to go to the bathroom, and wash your hands, and then I sanitized the whole seat he was in. And sh- as soon as he walked out the door, in fact, I texted Marissa during the interview. I says, the second this guy walks out, sanitize anything he touched coming in. <laughs> 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 the handles, the doors, the chairs.
3: All right. So you're still you're still being kind of. I mean, look. Careful.
0: yeah I mean life's never gonna be the same I'm trying to live my life as normal as possible just with more precautions and a more emphasis on you know trying to be a little bit safe That's all you could do
3: yeah I guess that's true we're we're still like if we go to the store we'll uh we'll wear a mask and then like Axel has a mask because he's just about two and the doctor said he can wear a mask but we usually just keep them in the stroller if we go out with them. You know, to, like, a public place where they could go and, and you know, touch people or something. But at the park, yeah. we're letting them walk around without a well, mask. The park
0: and... outside is fine. I mean, it's yeah. the safest place. Sunlight's good. Outdoor's good. But, yeah. um, like, we took the whole family out to breakfast the other morning. Wow. Around here? Yeah, we went to First Watch right around the corner. Oh, I there.
3: love First Watch. Millionaire Bacon Dude, Billionaire
0: Bacon? Half, yeah, yeah, Millionaire Bacon. H- half, half the seating, half the tables in the place, you know, and everybody's spread out. And no condiments on the table.
4: Oh, uh, really? They're not
0: salt, not nothing. You want salt and sugar? Now you get the salt and pepper, like in the airplane packets. Oh. they bring bringing it out of the back. Yeah. No more condiments on tables.
3: I guess that makes sense, though. That. What about the menus? Did they give you menus?
0: They give you menus.
3: That's like they're the dirtiest paper. thing in a restaurant. They, they say that paper. that's they're dirtier paper. than the toilet.
0: They're pay- Listen, they seem to have. They had a table up front away from everybody that was taped in three sections with little signs that said Uber, DoorDash, Delivery Dudes. Where I guess they put the pickups. I mean they they seem to have it very organized as far as trying to make it you know as safe as possible. I mean look all you could all you could do is mitigate the risk. That's all you could do. Right, right. Mitigate the risk and hope you don't get it. But the staying at home and never leaving the house is not a way to live. For me. I, don't, for me.
2: I don't know if yeah. I could order delivery breakfast though. <laughs> Why? It just—I feel like by the time the pancakes got to me, they'd be mushy.
0: And well, they're they're open for lunch too.
2: Okay. They're All open right. for
0: lunch. Yeah. Not
2: to mention like, who wants a soggy waffle? No one wants a soggy waffle.
0: Ninety percent of food delivered doesn't isn't ever going to be as good. That's just the way it is. That's yeah. what you give that's what you give up when you order delivery
3: I agree yes. we we had food last night for dinner I told you we were getting the Italian and and it was it was good but it wasn't like I remembered when when we all went for Emily's goodbye party
0: no but and I, actually, because of oh, that, I know exactly what you're talking about Paul lost a bet to his wife last night I told no I, I didn't
3: actually lose the bet because we didn't make a fit an actual bet but yeah I kind of did I mean more like in my in like in my head, yes, I lost a bet.
0: I'm gonna tell her she needs to get a signed dollar bill from you.
3: First of all, we didn't agree to that beforehand, so she's not getting that. But she's usually the one that loses bets here, and then it's stuff like I don't have to do things. <laughs> like I usually, because what am I gonna do? Take her money? Her money is my money. What what is money?
0: <laughs> no, it's the, it's the dignity of having to write down you were right and I was wrong. Listen, that's I'd rather that's I'd rather sit. Part.
3: I'd rather sit in my in my armchair rather than do the dishes that night because that's a uh, deal. Whoever cooks, okay. the other person does so, the dishes.
0: So you wouldn't want it in writing from your wife. You were right, and I was wrong, Paul.
3: Yeah, I guess. I yeah yeah. Dude, I guess I would. You would frame that. But she'd like win way more than I would. I don't want to open up that Pandora's box, man. <laughs> <laughs> she'd have she'd have a thousand of them. And then you know the thing is, I'd share my like if we needed money, I'd be like, I'll just take these. She would, she would never, she'd have $10,000 of, of my signed bills and she'd never give me a dime of it.
2: I gotta, text, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna text Stephanie and tell her that she needs to do this. and start Do you this have my day. wife's phone number? Maybe. <laughs> that's, now, that's interesting.
3: We- that's weird and interesting. Yes. <laughs> Adam yeah. came up in conversation the other day with one of Stephanie's friends that we allowed into our COVID circle.
2: I think that sounds like a Bad, I conversation, or do I want to know where this goes? Oh, I want to know where it
3: goes. Absolutely. She she was asking. So so Adam had expressed interest in one of Stephanie's friends at one point, and uh, you know, oh, she wasn't. She wasn't. Oh, she wasn't no, don't wait. say her name. Don't say her name. Okay, I will not. But I. She'll I be think, upset. You, know, you and I both know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's the person you expressed interest to, uh, yeah. or interest in to me. Uh-huh uh and uh she asked how you were doing <laughs> and i and she's like oh is he dating anybody like what's what's his cuz we were talking about the show and she's like what's going on with Adam is he is he dating anybody what's what's he doing and i was like no absolutely the same he's single you know doesn't have anybody in his life and she's like yeah that sounds about right <laughs> wow <laughs> okay i don't mean to I- make it
2: make it worse for you adam but at this point, I'm just having to be brought up in conversation.
0: Did <laughs> he, 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 he just say he's happy to be brought up in conversation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that sounds about right.
3: <laughs> I, you you do come up in conversations with me quite a bit because when I, I have friends that because don't know you. Because you're infatuated with him. Well, but yeah. I also have friends that don't know him and they watch and, the show and they, they want to know if if we're just, like, they think that we're being bullies to him, Abe. They really do. They're like, why are you so mean to that guy? Like, we're not being mean. One, he doesn't have feelings to hurt. But two, he like this is he's not any different on the air than he is in person. Like, this is who he is.
0: And he's just more talkative on the air. And, and I think you have an infatuation with him. I'm
3: also, fascinated with the
0: way he lives his life. Yeah, I am. Yeah. You're right. It's not in a weird
3: sexual way. It's just that I, I don't No,
0: It's just in a weird way. That's all. I mm-hmm. don't understand.
3: I would love to just sit on a like be a fly on the wall for a day in the life of Adam. I, I would love it.
0: It would be you amazing. We're going to do that eventually. Yeah, you'd be bored very, very quick. When mm-hmm.
3: we get big corporate sponsorship here, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna fund a documentary series, like a, a YouTube <laughs> series on Adam. Like this is what Adam does today.
0: <laughs> well. Talking about sponsorships uh, to all our listeners out there, don't forget we got an awesome KMA uh, super giveaway by our good friend Kevin over at Rockefeller Cigars. All you got to do is uh, subscribe to our Producer's Perspective uh, weekly newsletter that uh, gives a little synopsis of each week's KMA show, and you can do that by visiting uh, www.kmatalkradio.com.
2: And this is the last week you can enter to win that prize pack, so make sure you go yeah. there this week and you subscribe right away. Yep. Don't do we'll it before it's too late.
0: We'll have a new one after that. Don't
2: do Absolutely. It I'm sure that we will announce uh, next week's show about uh, what you can do to win that prize pack and all the good stuff that's going to be in that prize pack as well. It's going to be right.
3: exciting. It's, it's been exciting here. I mean, with, with all the changes with COVID and whatnot, we're, we're actually doing a lot for KMA, so there's a lot of new content going up, even off the show itself with the with the content that we're producing on with our email list that only email <sighs> subscribers get, so it's it's been if you if you're not on it and you're a fan of the show, you should be you should be on the email list because there's there's some cool content that we put out and and,
0: and and some cool stuff that'll be coming throughout the year. We're working on exactly more interact new, new projects, so.
3: new projects.
0: Right now, it's only uh, the producer's perspective. No big deal, really. But we got some real cool stuff coming.
3: No big deal, really.
0: <laughs> Thanks a lot.
3: You take Welcome. my my hard work. Even Coop commended my writing ability in the producer's perspective, just so you know.
0: I, I, think can, I think he commended more the idea of doing it more than your ability of writing it. <laughs> I gotta let's, tell you, writing could have been a little better. Especially let's be especially real. If
2: I read it, it could be a little better. You could do a better job. You could put a little more
3: effort into it, I think.
0: He's squeezing it between diaper changes and, and uh, dishes and uh, laundry. I don't do laundry. Is that a Disney cup
3: you're drinking out of? So I have – hold on. Let me just show you because you say this all the time. I have a KMA cup for my water and I have a, a Mickey Mouse cup, a thermal cup for my coffee because I don't like putting coffee in this because then if I want to put water in it later, even when you wash it, it still tastes like coffee. So I do – I, I double-fist my drinks. I'll put alcohol in this. Like we went, we went to the park a couple days ago with both kids and I filled half of this with vodka and the rest with orange juice.
0: But well, we just, have an interesting respect. guest this week, and I don't want to waste too much of our time, because I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, let so yeah. Let's let's introduce him and get him on.
2: All right. This week, KMA Talk Radio is pleased to welcome back Mr. Mike Bellity of MLB Cigar Ventures. Uh, Mike, welcome back to KMA Talk
5: Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. So how is everything? You're currently in Rhode Island, if I'm not going to?
5: Massachusetts.
2: Okay, you're in Mass. You're not at your house in Rhode Island.
5: No, I'm in my house in Massachusetts,
2: so this is where you've been quarantining yourself in mass That's right. All right, And how long have you been stuck there in the house?
5: <laughs> well, um, since they started shutting down, but but I, I mean, I've gotten out here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cigar lounges in Rhode Island opened up about two weeks ago,
4: mm-hmm. so I've
5: been to four or five cigar lounges in the last couple of weeks, which has been a real treat. I never thought I'd be so happy to do simple things like get a haircut. Uh, you know, go to a, order a drink from a bartender. I mean, it was it's it's really we forget about the simple things in life. I, I was
0: gonna say it looks like you had a nice little trim up since the last time we saw you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I was
5: in trouble. I mean, I don't think I went that long without a haircut since I was a baby. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like and it was and it, it wasn't good. I mean, it, it needed to be fixed.
0: So there was
3: a picture going- on social media that I saw that you posted when you were getting pizza with your family, and I was like, whoa.
4: <laughs> Mike, yeah, Mike's I mean, was this clean
3: cut guy. I was like, what happened?
4: Yeah,
5: well, you know, I mean, uh, locked in a house for six or eight, we're 10 or 11 <laughs> weeks, or however long it's been, and no barbershops open. I and mean, it was a disaster. I did get some beard advice from Abe that was very valuable, by the way, and I want to thank you for that. Absolutely, I'm here to help. I am here to help, my friend. Yeah. Abe, Abe, the advice, by the way, was I had to grow the beard a little bit longer on the neck to cover my second chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you have a so double chin,
0: it. The bottom beard line cannot stop before the double chin because then it just accentuates the double chin. The beard line has to go below the double chin. then creates an optical illusion of just a bigger beard.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I mean, now I'm not, I haven't clean shaven in a while, but yeah, right above my Adam's apple right here. So below my double chin.
4: That's where I do And look, if,
5: if any group of guys needs a facial optical illusion, this is it. This is the group <laughs> that needs a facial optical illusion.
0: <laughs> so I got to ask because as long as I've known you, you've been pretty much clean shaven, and you seem to be in this percentage of people now who have grown beards during COVID and, and have adopted to maintain and keep their beard. So are you, are you? I see you've
5: been the hair. You know, got your hair cut at the barber. Are you keeping the beard? Yeah, but I do it myself, and I'm not good at it. By the way, it's a, you can't tell because you know it's a little uneven on the neck, and I'm letting, trying to fix that. But so he, I've never grown a beard in my life, but I hate shaving. And so when I was yeah. locked in the house, I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fight through the itchy stage, and then I'm gonna see what happens. Well, now here we are, and I know once I shave it, it's never happening again. So I'm I'm just gonna leave it there for as long as I can put up with it. And, Decide it looks okay. I, I guess. Are you gonna Are you gonna keep it a certain length? Or are
0: you gonna This do is a, it. Are you gonna cut yeah, handle it. it?
5: No, come on. Look at me. Kirk handle it. There's only. I mean, what a disaster that would be. I mean, it's good on Kurt, but I mean, you know, I'm not one of these guys that can do the whole thing. And you know, I in fact, I just trimmed it today. So I trim it. It. This is the trimmed length.
3: I think Kurt's beard and like Kevin Shahan's beard like that's that becomes more work. I like doing this because it's less work. This is long for me, but again, who who am I seeing? Okay. I guess I should shaved for the show.
0: Here's <laughs> the here's here's the reality of it. These beards are mostly done out of laziness. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those beards are done for grooming. Yeah. Qual- you know, just look. They right. want you know that's right. this is like man, we just don't want to shave every day, so we're gonna grow a beard. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Those guys are. It's a project. They're growing a job.
2: Those are life choices. Yeah. <laughs> <it's> just, yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, and I'm a fan. am a fan, Abe, of doing things that are done out of laziness. I like that. That's, that's what I'm after. I call it
3: efficiency. Instead, oh, of, my wife calls you? it laziness, but I call it being efficient. Why would I waste well, my time on things that don't really I've matter al- that much?
0: I've often said that laziness is the mother of efficiency.
3: Yeah, because you, you come up with things so that you don't have to do them, right? I got a uh, Roomba, so I don't have to vacuum.
0: Yep. So, oh, <laughs> that's why it was invented.
3: Adam, what about your <laughs> what about your beard?
2: You
0: I seem to have a little down
3: scruff down. going.
2: Yeah, no, no. This is the five o'clock shadow that takes me a week and a half to grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed yeah. a little bit of something there. Yeah, no, no. This is like, it's been a continual thing. I just kind of trim it down like uh, every couple of, you know, so every now and then. So
0: th- does like a pack of razors last you like four months?
2: Uh, no, um,
0: a year. Jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I spend Listen more than that now. It's, Hold on, if I if I just line up my beard and shave my head, that's two razors right there, because like because I got like the Brillo pad hair, like oh. I mean, literally it's like it's you have like thick you know, hair, ste- yeah. it's like steel wool, like halfway through the blades are just shot, <laughs> they're just yeah. shot.
3: Yeah, the guys always when they when I get a shave, the guys always put on uh, rubber gloves when they shave my beard. I don't know if they do that for everybody, but I, apparently my beard hair is pretty thick,
0: get real thick beard hair. If it gets under their nails, it's like a wood sliver.
3: I I could believe that. Mm. I could. Believe oh yeah,
0: that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very painful, and and I, you know, there's barbers who get infections and stuff. So they they don't wear the gloves like for sanitary. And they're protecting the uh, the hair. Well, with Paul, they might be. Yeah, that's what nails. I assumed. I with no, pal- our guys, <laughs> it's a sanitary. our guys wore gloves. Our guys at our barbershop wore wore gloves before COVID.
3: Yeah, they did I remember I when I went for a yeah. shave I mentioned that to you I was like why did he wear gloves do I look like I'm dirty or something and he had to explain to me
2: Yeah, I mean they I might gotta, look dirty too they got to protect the money makers
0: <laughs> so Mike you know you've been you know it's, it's kind of funny because I I almost believe you missed your calling right so you know <laughs> we're, on social, we're on social media a lot and whatever uh-huh. and I seldom see you talking about your cigars, or cigars not, in general, you—you you, but you're very heavy on what's going on in the world.
5: And I'm like, man, this guy should have went into politics. Yeah, uh, no, that—that that, I have too many closets filled with skeletons. That wouldn't work. But <laughs> it, actually, in this day and age, in this I, day and age, I was going to say, say that's over.
2: Broadcasting live, this is so KMA got K- Talk.
5: Skeletons. With- skeletons in the you're place. from when Jared- We got all the Kennedy's. I know. Yeah, well, they don't like me either. No, but, but uh,
0: <laughs> have you ever thought of? Have you ever thought about? Because you are one of the, probably one of the probably top two or three most vocal guys that will discuss what's going on in the world of politics through their social media mainstream. And I'm just curious, have you really
5: ever thought about going into politics? Absolutely not. No, I have no interest. I mean, I, I like discussing it. I actually I like discussing things that are important, right? So if that's politics, that's fine. If it's COVID, that's fine. If it's whatever. And what I really, what really gets under my skin more than anything is, uh, and, and I'm not saying this as a sort of, you know, to, to endorse uh, President Trump in any way, uh, but the fake news is really out there. I mean, it's it's everywhere, and it's on both sides. For I agree. It's, on, so it's, it's not, definitely that's on not both a, sides. Yeah. That's not a partisan thing, and I'll often correct people when they say something that's so clearly fake, uh, whether regardless of the side that it's on. Uh, what I lo- what but but if there's something that's going on that's really important, um, I te- I I'm not quiet, you know I'm not shy, so um, you know and you you've seen you've seen and you and I by the way you and I have gotten into it a little bit not think, not against each other not against each other like against another particular someone in the industry, a couple of times
4: Just uh, recently
3: maybe. like two weeks ago, I mean maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everybody gets a with that guy, you know, at some point or another, but I mean, look, I try to steer out of it. You know, I everybody has a compulsion, but the reality is, I mean, on social media, you're not changing anybody's views. I mean, you're not, you know, everybody's kind of rooted where they're at, believe what they want, and it just becomes such a pointless venture. You know, I mean, I will break down and maybe state my opinion on something if I feel really, really strong about it, like I did with with the George Floyd um, killing of the uh, you know and, and what happened there with the cops and right. Um, but I I, I I try to avoid it because it just it just it ends up being such a tiring and vigorous battle and everybody's in their own ways and and look and, and my 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 new like blanket statement is because look. I, I'm a firm believer in life. If you're going to spend a lot of time whining about it, then try to fix it, right? Whining about mm. something doesn't do any good. So my new just blanket statement is, it's, it's, look, I'm, it's not that. It's not even just a pro-Trump statement. It's just a life statement. It's, look, the reality of the matter is you could cry about the current president or any president as much as you want, but this guy would have never been president of the Democratic Party and just, is just not completely falling apart inside. They stole it. From Bernie last time, and put uh-huh. in a woman who was so hated that a TV celebrity became the first president of the United States. I mean, like the most unprecedented historical presidency ever in the history of the world was done because they couldn't come up with a viable candidate. And what do they do in twenty twenty? The same thing, right. you know. They, you know, give go fix the party and give us somebody to vote for. I mean, I I, think there's, a lot, I think there's a lot of Republicans who who aren't that. Enamored with Trump. I mean, they like the job he's doing, but I mean, you can't say at any given point that the guy's not embarrassing or says shit he shouldn't say or whatever it is. Give him somebody to vote for. Go yeah, complain I, about Trump. I've department. literally
5: said department. numerous times, I've literally said numerous times as I've defended him on certain things that I actually don't like him. And it's not about whether I like him. And I've told people this throughout my life, uh, in my professional life, I've hired people I don't like a lot. I don't really need to like the people that work for me. They just That's need to brief. do their job. They That's need to get brief, the job done. Right?
4: Yeah. Well, and done and I'm
5: not going to their house for dinner. I'm not gonna go hang I'm not gonna right. choose to take a vacation with them. But if if the job they're doing is what I'm looking for, I don't it's just not a personality contest. Right. I don't right. really care. Now, there are a lot of things about him that I don't like. There are a lot of things about the things that he's done that I do like. And then there's stuff in the middle that you know it's all right, but I could you know do without it. I think he is. Um, I actually called him out. I've probably called him out more than almost anybody about the COVID-19 reaction. I've crushed him on this thing, and I've crushed the governors, frankly, lots of the governors. Um, and well, I don't well, think go any Go ahead, elaborate, elaborate on that, Mike, because I
4: you
3: were pretty you were pretty vocal.
4: Yeah.
5: So, so as, a, as a little bit of background, I started saying this at the very beginning. This is not something where I started saying it. You can go on my Facebook and scroll back and go back to late February, early March, and you can see what I was saying. Um, and what I said at the very beginning is, number one, uh, we don't shut down the country for a virus. You just don't do it. You figure out who's vulnerable to the virus and you protect them. And we knew early on who was truly vulnerable to the virus. We knew it was folks that were older and or had a comorbidity and actually it was not even necessarily one comorbidity, it was two or more is really, uh, I saw a data point out of New York a while ago that 88% of the deaths occurred with people that have two or more comorbidities. Okay. So if, if we if we know who's truly vulnerable to an illness, whatever that illness might be, why would you take the healthy people? And tell them, you're going to quarantine. And not only that, by the way, stay home with your comorbidity family members. in a Indoors, which then spreads the virus even further. Now, I caught a lot of heat from folks on Facebook when I said that. And one of the most common things that happens is you debate the facts and the data and all of that stuff. And then at the end, when they have no more data or facts to, to, to come back with, they usually say something like, you're not a doctor. You're not an expert. Yet they're not a doctor or expert either. And they were just debating me on the very point <laughs> right. from the opposite side. Right? right. Right. So so it's like I looked at it. And, and by the way, these things that I said on Facebook were not guesses. They weren't wild guesses. I didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm just going to throw some shit up against the wall and it's going to see what sticks. That's not what happened. I actually looked at the data. I actually analyzed the two most prominent models at the time, figured out that one was complete nonsense and the other one was almost complete nonsense. University of Washington and the Imperial models. I have a background uh, in investment management in Wall Street. I know how to do data analytics. So you don't have to be a medical expert to analyze data, right? We hire data analysts in all kinds of industries that aren't experts in that industry. They just have to analyze the data, right? Actuaries are not insurance experts. They're number experts, and they figure out how to price policies. This is data analytics. And so when I looked at those two models, it was very clear to me that they were both nonsense. Nonsense. Hmm. We weren't going to have $2.2 million. Deaths. It wasn't I going to happen no matter what.
0: I think part of the problem is in the beginning there was a lot of misinformation. And then, of course, fear ran rampant with everybody, right? I mean, I, don't, I definitely think there shouldn't have been a whole country shutdown. But, you know, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. But I think now they're still locked in this mode and not acknowledging any of the situation, the data, what's going on, you know. And, and it, i and I think now it's kind of entered a little bit in a realm of ridiculousness in, in some areas. Uh, how they're they're still handling it. Well, here's how In the beginning, in the beginning, I can almost empathize, right? Because you don't, they don't know what's really going on, and you know the people making decisions are also getting misfed information, just like we're getting misfed information, and everybody's trying to make decisions on on, on unknowns, right? But at some point, the unknowns start becoming more known, right? And yet people still haven't changed
5: their path of operation, which is a little bit disturbing. Right. So, so I would contend that even in the beginning, there was enough knowns to make the determination that I was posting about. Hmm. Uh, and we knew who the vulnerable were. We knew. By the way, if I figured it out, I guarantee, keeping, I guarantee you that Fauci knew the models were wrong. Right? Let that sink in for a second. Well, I've if seen I, that guy flop two or three times already. Right, but so ask yourself why. Like, he's not a dumb guy, right? And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and that's not what I'm getting at. But what I'm saying is what's going – something's – there's a reason why we did what we did, and I don't know what it is.
0: And, I'm, and I'm, it all I'm
5: falls in boat. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I've become more so these last – Yeah, years it's months. hard not to be, right? And at, the be- and at the beginning, it was we had to save the hospital system and flatten the curve and slow down. We didn't want to rush people going to the hospital. Mm -hmm. all at once because we couldn't handle it right that was the that was the argument that was Mm -hmm. so so it wasn't by the way we're going to shut down because we need to save an extra five thousand lives or 500 lives or what it was we can't overwhelm the hospital system yeah so we did that right We, we it's done we've done that yet we're still staying closed because now it's turned into if we open up you die what and, and and here and the way you know that this is political is the same folks, a lot of the same folks that were saying you can't open your store are now out there without masks on, with ten thousand protesters. And and I, like just yesterday, the governor of Rhode Island was outside. In the massive crowd, very few people of which is a picture of this all over the, all over uh, the internet, all and she's on a microphone encouraging people to hold hands and sing. Hmm. And no masks. right? So it, what is it? If you're gonna die by doing that, you can't do that, right? Or, and, if, and if you're going to make other people die because you now get it and you give it to other people by doing that, what are we doing? Yeah. Like I understand the cause, I I'm all, I, I have no problem with And by the way, I'll make a prediction here on KMT. Theoretically, in two to three weeks, we should have a spike in hospitalizations and death all over America, right? From COVID, theoretically.
3: Because so many people are not wearing masks,
0: and they're out in groups, and they're right? out in groups, and they're going out. Right. I think well, I think it should have happened already.
3: Well, yeah, it's well, not in Florida, way, we're, it's not in Florida, happen. we are seeing an increase in daily. Um, infections. So they they that's said a, that, but that doesn't that mean just that just means matters. that we're testing more possibly.
5: That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only statistic that matters right now is what direction our hospitalizations going. In. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the
3: only they, thing that matters. By the way, down. that's like the
5: That's all that matters. The, the 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 at the very beginning, what I said was, look, we're, it doesn't matter if 320 million Americans get COVID. It doesn't. Yeah. All that matters is how many in of them fact, are. In fact, it's good. <laughs> 340 million. That was Americans one of my other points. Right? That's so how you so build immunity.
0: You think it's like Correct. the chicken pox? You get it? <laughs> well, that, that's <laughs> how man has survived since the beginning of time. Right. We, we have to get these viruses and diseases and build immunities toward them. Otherwise, we'll die in the next given one.
5: Right. And, and you know, the thing is that. The virus, and by the way, there was a study. A doctor just came out yesterday and said that it's getting less potent. The vi- people that are getting it now don't have it as bad. It's not as pre- it's not as powerful. That's what viruses do; they die off on their own eventually. Typically, not all of them, but they do weaken over time. Um, there's a reason for that. There's a scientific reason for that, by the way. But but and that's what's happened. So when I say there's not going to be a spike in hospitalizations and and death in the next month because of the as a result of the protests, I'm highly confident that that's true. Uh, I, I said the same thing about Georgia opening and Florida opening three, four weeks ago. I said, it's not, gonna not going to be a spike. There's not going to be a spike.
0: Since the beginning of COVID, I've been checking with two friends who work in two hospitals here in Palm Beach County, and not once says either one of the hospitals went over 60% capacity. Mm-hmm. Not once.
3: Yeah, but but then talk to the people in, in Queens, Abe, that the hospitals well, are overrun.
0: Well, I got it, because you got 8,000 million people living within on top of each other. But you know what? Then you know what? You, you have a more scalpel approach to the country. You right. work in New York. You limit traveling in and out of New York. You, you deal with it there. You don't shut the
5: whole world down. Right. I mean, it, and, it just, you and know, you, and you don't force nursing homes to take COVID positive patients. That's what New York did. Yeah, that was nuts. 43% of the deaths here's a statistic for you 43% of the deaths from COVID nationwide are from nursing homes or long term care facilities. Yeah, I
3: think I saw and that. Scene. Let that
0: sink in. And uh, one of our good customers runs a big outfit down here, and works in it. is very high up, and they're, they've already told us that they're they're marking people COVID that definitely aren't COVID. If they were within six rooms of somebody who had COVID, and they died in their sleep. They're marking it as COVID. Well, now, yeah, even for those Purposes, are, right?
3: That's
5: well, for a few reasons. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I've said that I, I said early on that that I, originally I said twenty to thirty percent of the COVID positive categorized patients. Twenty-three percent. We're over. We're overcounting by twenty to thirty percent. It's actually more like forty to fifty. And so when you look at these deaths, the deaths are probably about half what they were actually putting in the official numbers. I can bore you with how I came to that number, but there's been actually studies about this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you know, there there was there was the most famous, most well-known one. I should say was in Colorado, right? The governor came out and and cut twenty-three percent of their COVID deaths out of the COVID category. Why? And by the way, he and this is nonpartisan. He was a Democrat. He said that's absurd. There was a guy that drank himself to death. He literally had a blood alcohol level of 0. 0.55. the lethal limit of blood alcohol. Wow, that's that. that's that's just below what Adam typically is at. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the way, I was gonna I was gonna point out that Adam seems to have a little bit more energy in the mornings now that he has to go to work every day. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if that's coincidence or what's going on there. I He's like
3: a new man refreshed, He's
2: showered,
5: He's awake His hair's combed
2: (laughs) Yeah yeah You know Thanks a ton You know I'm putting hair product in For every show now
5: Absolutely (laughs) I mean for a while You looked like Nick Nolte From that movie What is that movie Where he was the almost I know exactly what you're
3: talking about Yes I gotta find a picture.
5: I gotta find a
0: picture of that,
3: or or just Nick Nolte in his regular life. Remember when he got arrested? That that, that, that yeah. pictures that they were showing of him. Yeah.
0: He Heinous mug shots.
3: Oh my god, he looked so bad. That, you know what? That's actually a really great comparison.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna go sit in the
2: corner now.
3: Oh man. <laughs> uh, well, oh. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a strange time that we live in, and and uh, you know, we have to kind of. Uh, Rely on the on the people that that we've put into office, I guess to to guide us. But there there's definitely a lot of questions. And
0: well, I've gotten to the point now, for honestly, for the first time in my whole life, I don't trust my own government. I mean, I'm... you always you always knew there were bad seeds, right? I mean, there's bad seeds in anything. There's bad seeds in priests and police and whatever. But man, I just think now I now I don't think it's like these rogue politicians, man. I think it's like this huge network of corrupt. Cabal crap going on.
5: Well, the scariest part about this whole thing is now they figured out that they can do what they did, right? Now they figured out if they scare the general public enough about something, they can uh. shut things down. That's a scary, scary proposition. When we have politicians that are going to decide when we can open or close or leave our house, or, it, this is not a good thing.
3: Right. It is a scary thing. And the other scary thought is, is this like, I, again, not being a conspiracy theorist, but we've talked about it on this show before. Like if this is a virus that was released purposely, whether it was manufactured or not, I, one, it, Abe and I have said a million times, it's not against, uh, it's not out of the scope of possibility that China would have released it on its own, on their own people. In, in, in mm-hmm. my opinion, at least I won't speak for you, Abe, but we've talked, we've discussed it on the show and B could this have just been a test for, for modern day, you know, biological warfare to see what the results could have been? I, who knows? That's, I mean, maybe that's going to conspiracy theorists, but like, that's, that's in, that's in my head and and friends of mine that, that are from China that are now, you know, United States citizens, they don't necessarily throw that idea out there as if it's not a possibility, you know, that, that they would, they distrust their government enough to leave their home and leave their families and, and come here to, to actually have freedom, and they they are not discounting that idea.
0: I have well, come to the determination that there's only one thing that I really really know for sure. Okay, and that's I don't know shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't you're, think you're God just coming. To, know. You're
5: just getting to that realization now. Yeah. I've known <laughs> <shit. laughs> know you a long shit. time, Abe. Nor no, will I ever know shit. And I don't think you know anybody will ever really know the truth. No, they won't, and because by the way, the government definitely knows more than they're letting on. China de- absolutely knew more about this virus than they let on, than they've let on. Um, they still do. They but, still
3: do. I, I of completely agree with that. Hold on, I got a picture of of Nick Nolte.
5: I'm going to put it next. <laughs> oh, to no. I'm going to put it next to Adam
3: because. you uh, got
5: to, yeah, but you got yeah, to get a picture of Adam from like three oh. weeks, ago. right? Oh wait, that's a. Uh, Wow, now I gotta find it again. Can we but find a screenshot of Adam like three weeks ago and put it on? It'll be a closer thing.
3: I'll have to find it. I'll have to find
5: it. Yeah, we're gonna have I to just... post it on KMA's Facebook page. You know, sometime later today. I'm guessing. We have <laughs> we'll toilet do a, paper.
3: We'll do a side by side.
5: Your toilet paper on the floor.
3: Look at this. That. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But now look at the look at the image next to. I, I'm. That's not that far off, man. Wait That's a couple fun. seconds, Abe. It'll come up.
0: Oh, there it is. Oh, he's oh. sliding it over. It, you know what? If he would throw his hair straight out, it's pretty pretty close. That's pretty close. Oh, <laughs> no, no. That just came back, right back down.
5: <laughs> that just came right back down. Adam, we love <laughs> you. So they say, anyway. That's, uh, it's all out of love. <laughs> yeah. No. is. <this> <laughs>
0: I say we take an early break at the top of the hour, segue out of the COVID conversation, and come back and talk to Mike about PCA, cigars, and uh, what's going on.
4: Absolutely.
2: And uh, we are going to now break for our, our sponsor. Hey, everyone. Susan Giorgio here. Hi, this is Rich
5: coming
1: at you from South Florida. Hi. I'm Tom Stroud. Hey, it's Stephen Martin coming to you from Seattle, Washington.
0: Hey,
2: everybody, I'm Jennifer True.
3: Hey, everyone, this is Alex Ryan. I'm a poker player, a dominoes
1: player, a world traveler. I like to go sailing, hit the golf course, and drink some wine.
4: I am a mother, I am a content
1: creator. I'm also a husband,
3: a father, and someone who really enjoys great cigars. Enjoying a Monte Cristo. In fact, the 50th anniversary of Monte Cristo, a special limited
1: edition. My favorite cigar, Monte Cristo Epic.
3: Please take this opportunity to smoke one of our amazing Monte Cristo cigars. The Monte by Monte being my personal favorite.
4: I am Monte Cristo. I am Monte Cristo. I am Monte Cristo. We, we are, are Monte, 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 Monte Cristo. Cristo. One of our amazing Monte Cristo cigars.
3: The Monte I can c- still hear your uh, your video. I know. I <laughs> relax. relax, cheesy. Adam, you're back, <laughs> man.
2: And welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Thanks once again to our wonderful sponsor, Altidus USA. Uh, make sure you find a quality Altidus product at your nearest retailer, be it a Romeo, a Monte Cristo, or an H Upman.
0: And they're new, highly rated. Have you tried that new uh, Romeo Nika? I rock- have not yet but I've been told good things. Pretty good, and actually it's getting great feedback and response from uh, everybody on this floor. I, I yeah.
3: actually saw a review for it. Uh, I didn't know who the guy was. Oh, damn, what's his name? He calls everybody his family on his reviews. Oh, I'll find it know. and post it. He had, he had a really good review of it, though.
0: No, it's doing very well. I think it's going to be a very hot summer item. Absolutely.
2: A lot of great summer stuff coming out. Um so, Mike, before we went to the break, we were going to bring up uh, PCA. And early yeah. on, you were one of those guys who said you weren't going to participate at PCA, but we're going to show up before it actually got canceled. What went into that decision making for you?
5: Um, Cost. So, well, that's that's the ma- that's always been a consideration. Right. Um, yeah. I've always contended that. The, the cost benefit of PCA, if you're doing it strictly based on what is good for your business, uh, that we'd all be much better off if PCA didn't exist. If you look at that one point in a vacuum,
4: mm-hmm. I
5: understand the importance of PCA and what they're trying to do for the industry. And all of that's another consideration. So I've always done the PCA as long as I've been in the cigar industry. Um, last year, I actually didn't want to do it either. Uh, and, and I was a little bit, um, I think the PCA and by the way, um, um, Scott Pierce is a great guy. So, so I'm not, I'm not (laughs) indicting him. I actually, I I was on a, I was on a show with him, uh, with Coop actually. Was it with Coop? I forget who it was with, but it was with somebody. Uh, and, and Scott's a great guy and he's always been very forthright and all of that stuff. Um, but the leadership of the PCA has made some decisions that just make my head explode. Like, holding the trade show last year where it ends two days before the 4th of July weekend. Absolutely. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, wait a second. Most of the cigar retailers in a country aren't like smoking, right? They're not like Corona. They're not like the, the big players in the industry. They're mom and pop, family-owned businesses. And 4th of July weekend is a massive, that whole week leading up is a massively important week to their year. So I knew that the attendance was going to be horrible. They they can't leave their stores. They don't have a staff. They don't have an Adam. Abe is lucky to have you, Adam. But these other stores don't have.
0: Uh, Hang on. Hang on. (laughs) Hang on there. Hang on there. I went to the four (laughs) up so that I could see
3: everyone's reaction there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Adam's the guy we usually send to the show because he's
5: expendable here at the shop. (laughs) <laughs> that's true. I do see Adam there every year. Until so something breaks. True.
3: Until something breaks, then you need him. Yeah,
5: yeah, that's actually true. Abe. Uh, that's a good point. Um, but uh, but you know, so I knew the attendance wasn't going to be good, and I and I didn't want to do the show last year. Uh, I was going to just host parties and do stuff like that, right? Uh, but uh, Enrique Sayas owns Matilde Cigars, and I have a distribution company together, and he wanted to do it, and so I said, if you're going to do it, I'll come too, and I'll do it. Right. So we did it. Sure enough, the foot traffic was horrible. I mean, it was like I mean, Coop had some very uh, uh, interesting pictures of the circle bar, which isn't really the circle bar. But the and how it was more people there than on the trade show floor? Yep. Uh, and my booth was across the aisle from Aganorza. I had Espinosa next to him. I had Fuente behind me and I had Padron across from oh, that. Great I boy. mean, I was I wasn't nobody was there. I mean, wow. but I tell you, no. now, sales were actually pretty good. Um, they, they were a lot better than I thought they would be. Um, but I, it still didn't, it, it, I wasn't happy about that. And then they announced CigarCon. Um, and Which I wasn't. You were think you worked for it. I, no, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, first off, I think that they just threw that thing out there and shocked half most of the industry. I mean, it came out of nowhere. I mean, I, to me, that's just an inappropriate way to make such a massive announcement. Uh, and I think there was a lot of backlash from that, um, and it just indicated to me that the, the 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 decisions they're making they're not really taking into account the true well-being of the folks that are that are funding them. And I'm not talking about the big boys. I'm talking about companies like mine where that cost actually matters, right? I mean, it's, it it means that that you know large companies, um, you know, we all know who they are. They can spend a ton, ton of money, and it doesn't really matter as much. But you know, smaller companies, boutique makers. I just didn't think that the show was going to be a very big success. I was still going to go out, do the parties and gatherings, and entertain my customers and so forth. Um, but um, I wasn't going to go you know, to the trade show. Yeah, for a
2: guy like you, trying to put all that expense into getting the boots set up, all the expenses for all of the, you know, ancillary things that are there for all the union things you have to put through. We're talking to get everything thousands up. of dollars
3: to hang a banner, oh, yeah. right? That, I mean, Steve Saka said to have a carpet in his booth, it's like
5: two grand. Yeah. <laughs> what a decent carpet, right? And yeah. I mean, I mean if it's, <clears throat> it's very expensive no matter how you do it. And then, of course, there's all the after trade show stuff. That's all very expensive. When you add it all up, the travel, the hotels, the food, the entertaining, the taking customers out, the, all of that adds up to a big number. And if you look at the number that you spend versus the number that you sell – For most boutique cigar makers, the numbers don't make sense. And if the trade show didn't exist, frankly, I'd sell as many cigars and I and I could give a better deal. Wouldn't
0: that be nice? <laughs> no, no, in my opinion, no, because for a new brand, they have to have face-to-face contact. Um, it's very you—you you its harder because if you do it via social media, you have to work through the consumer, right? You're not going to sway a retailer. So you have to sway the consumers to the point where they're coming into the retailer requesting. So the face-to-face contact for a up and coming new company is more vital than it is to some of the big guys. And I think that's one of the reasons why the big guys kind of maybe was part of their position of pulling out. The trade shows way more vital to these other guys than it is to them. And um, I'm curious, Hmm to see what happens in 2021 when for the first time in 88 years that there's not going to be a trade show and yet all these manufacturers are going to be taking orders or doing all their promotions and some light bulbs are going to go off and say Mm -hmm. huh we just wrote x number of dollars through our you know promotions during the summer without going to the show and i think um it's the situation for the PCA has become a lot more precarious than it was three months ago, two or three months ago. And you know, there's, there's a hardcore group of old school guys that don't want to see it go away. And they're going to obviously try to preserve it, which I'm okay with too. I, I, I believe there should be an industry organization. I believe that any industry, any industry needs a organization. Um, but it's just going to be interesting to see how these next 12 months unfold for the PCA, in my opinion.
5: Yeah, I think, I think you know, this, the one, one thing that's come out of everyone working virtually is people that were fighting the virtual uh, networking and, and, and working from home and remote and all of that. There were major companies that were sort of not wanting to do it, but now they've had to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot, large percentage of them are saying, this ain't so bad
3: this works. I don't
5: I don't need four floors in the Prudential Center in downtown Boston. I can go two floors. That's that's you know? your situation, Paul.
0: I mean, you've been working from home. You said you've been writing up equal if not more business. Why does your company need to have an office now for you to go into every day and pay rent and yeah. all this stuff? And I think this is what's not just going to happen in our industry. It's going to happen across many industries.
5: This is a shift that's going to last for forever, pretty much to some degree. And in our, specific to the cigar industry, all these virtual hurfs and and virtual events and all—they're not going away. Um, I mean, I, I I won't stop doing it. And frankly, um, I haven't really put this out there, so it's kind of this will be like kind of like a, an announcement. But I'm I'm preparing to do a virtual trade show with all of my sales reps around the country, where. They come in and, you know, my sales rep in that area puts, has my booth in the backdrop and does a whole virtual trade show. And my show deals are going to be better than they would have been at the trade show because I don't have the cost. It's free. And, and on top of that, we're going to, we're going to actually do it in a way that it's cumulative because I want to help the retailers out quite a bit. I mean, a lot of these retailers don't have the money to place large orders right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, here's the show deal. If you buy this many, you get this, you get one free, uh, you can get to this big deal, well, rather than having to buy it all at once, we'll let you we're gonna run this thing through the end of August and we'll run it cumulatively. If you get by the end of August to the big deal, we're gonna give you the free goods as if you bought it all at once as wow. a way to help the retailers.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting climate in the next 12. I mean, I I predict office space around the country is just gonna plummet. Hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: He's well great. it already is. These
0: shared I mean, office
3: it, spaces are gonna go away too.
0: It is because of COVID, but I think even post-COVID, you're just going to see a major decline in people who want office space.
5: Yeah, I mean, and forget about conference rooms, right? You don't need a big conference room anymore. No. Why do you need a conference room? I mean, it's just do a conference like this. This is just as easy to do a conference as if you're sitting shoulder-to-shoulder, side-by-side over a conference table. So those are gone my only concern because i you know
0: we have graphic people whatever who could do graphics and code and web work from anywhere right
4: mm-hmm.
0: the only concern i have is a, is a is a retailer and an owner and a business owner is there is the efficiency rate productivity rate where if they're not in an office now maybe not so much in your job paul but you know guys who actually sit in the computer and, and achieve some kind of level of Work all day or work. I I think the productivity rate does decline. But but the argument to that is you have a lot more distractions working out of your home. I mean, I experienced it myself working out of my home. Kids coming up to me, phones ringing, doorbells ringing. You know, I mean, you just, you know, go. But the the
3: argument to that is if if your managers can, it's going to be more of a task based, especially for that type of business, it's going to be more of a task based system. Right. So with a lot of the guys in the digital marketing uh, area, what we do is we do it by day. Right. So tomorrow I have six email sends going out. I have 10 display banners going out. I have, you know, 15 uh, commercial broadcast packages starting. We need to have all of that stuff for stuff tomorrow. A day or two in advance, right? So so you task base it because you know when you hear yeah. the graphics. So uh,
4: but, as, but as long
3: as he gets the work done, who cares how much time he takes? I, I know, he, but he that's got what that's, you need
0: done. I, I understand, but that's your industry. There's stuff that's more more productivity based. So let me give you an example guys who are telemarketing, doing sales calls, right? All right, I guarantee you working at home, their dial rate's going to go down. Their number of calls per day is going to go down because they're just going to, oh, I'm going to go. Make myself a snack. I'm gonna go wander the bathroom. And, and, and there is productivity levels that will go down. It just it's just gonna be what where it bears depending on what your industry is. But there's there's no way if you got a telemarketing team sitting in an office and the auto dialers are dialing up and you know they, they can't just get up when they want, they get their scheduled breaks or supervisor. I guarantee you their call volume, the call rates, call per minutes, call per hour is going to dramatically decrease. So it may not be necessarily in your industry, because you got more of a task-based industry, but it- well, I'm supposed to be calling too. But but those those
3: types of I've worked real telemarketing jobs before. When they work from home, they have the same system that they have at home, right? And I, I that must they have at work, no, but they're so they're,
0: because they're not they're not forced to be at their station. For eight hours minus a 30-minute No, minute but their lunch. systems tell them when they're not on the phone and when they are. So uh, I, I understand. I'm not saying that they won't know it's happening. I'm just saying it's going to be a natural thing that will happen. There's no way you're going to tell me you sitting at home, dealing with all your kids, or whatever, are you just as productive as when you go to the office. Now, your end goal... The money be, is higher, uh, so who cares? All right. Well... And Casey, Casey that, that is saying that... Work- productivity
3: goes down but the cost might balance out with being at home because you're not paying I, for rent and things like that i
0: agree with that so yeah, yeah i i'm not i'm not arguing that point no, that i'm might- nowhere near as
3: productive i i absolutely agree with that i'm nowhere near as productive but but from from my personal sales standpoint we're i'm 20% above each month during COVID. I, I'm, and I feel blessed to have it. Everybody, all my friends are struggling yeah, right not, now and things are good not, for us. That's
0: not based on your productivity. What you do has to do now. There's a lot more people at home, a lot more people being interactive on their computers and emails. So, you know, just, just like our mail order went, business went up, it didn't go up because all of a sudden, you know, we did some great things. The whole world changed and it wasn't right. any attribute to our, us being more productive. We just got slammed because brick and mortars are closed all over the country. Right, so they have no other option. Yeah, I mean, at the end it'll level out at some point. You'll see where the real results land. But I believe that there will be some people that will have to continue having offices because the productivity level at home home just won't be the same. What about in your world, Mike?
3: What about in the finance world?
5: Does the working from home work? It, it for some parts of it, yes, and for others, no. So it, Abe is making a, a solid point here that some industries are going to get less productive. Some some job functions within a particular industry are going to be less productive. But there's a lot of other parts of the industry that same industry that will be more productive. So, for instance, a trading floor you can't you can't have a trading floor as effective when you have everyone working from their home. I so those sense, folks yeah. are going to have to be in a trading floor, right? So they're going to have to socially distance. And from that standpoint, they're going to need more office space or more, more actual workspace to spread out, right? But um, I look at it from this way. It, throughout finance, um, uh, you've, it's all about face-to-face meetings. And now we're doing those first virtually, right? Yep. So I could have a meeting. I could, you're in Florida. I could have an actual meeting with you at 9 a.m. And then at 10 a.m., I can meet with someone on Cape Cod. And at 11 a.m., I can meet with someone in New York City. And, and you can't do that when you're actually physically going out. Right. To these my
3: meetings. guy is in New York, right? and I used to see him once a year. I've met with him three times since this whole thing started, Ex- and on Zoom.
5: Exactly. So, so from that standpoint, the actual frontline salespeople in industries now that people are becoming more comfortable with uh, the virtual working and Zoom and Skype and you know whatever platform they use. They can actually be a lot more productive. They can have more meetings. They can service their customers even more, yep. and and they'll get more referrals and they get. Money. So from that standpoint, I can tell you one of the financial firms that I'm involved with, um, they've had their three best months ever, uh, ever, and wow. it, it's like and it, it by a lot, and it's because of that. There's a the you know and you know my, my I work from home for most of my career in investment management. I have my office uh, right here in my house, and um, you know, we, we were bringing in billions and billions of dollars a year. Uh, and I can tell you that if people are motivated, they're going to do just fine working from home. Yeah. If they're not motivated, you probably have to find new people. Yep. I mean, that's the harsh reality of the way it works. Yep. So if someone's going to be so easily distracted – they're probably also easily distracted. They're, they're the guy that's running through the office, always holding a folder, acting like they're busy, giving you the illusion of work. <laughs> oh, well, why do
3: you have to call me out, man? <laughs> well, I, mean, I'm saying, I see it all
5: the time. And I'm like, you know, this guy's wearing out the carpet. But back when I was working in the financial district in Boston and stuff, I'd see guys, there was always that one or two guys, they, they were running in and out of the office, acting important, like they were really busy and important. They had to get to that copy machine and they never did any business. And it's like, well, that's the illusion of work. They're trying to show everyone that they're important and they're busy. Well, they're not really busy. They're just faking it, right? So, if somebody's really self-motivated, working from home is going to be better for them. If they're not, you probably want to find somebody else.
0: And that's that's a great point. That's kind of the point I was getting to. At some point, there's going to be a norm, and people just have to figure out where where it settles. You know, I mean, that's just yeah.
5: what's going to happen. But you know, companies will figure it out, and the, the cream will rise to the top. It'll yep. happen.
3: Um, do you So a question, an Ask KMA question is, do you actually need people on trade floors when most trades are electronic? That comes from Casey.
5: Yes, you still do, especially like the New York Stock Exchange is still in an auction market, right? So, mm-hmm. it, you, I mean, they can Now, they have been trading electronically exclusively since this thing started, and it doesn't seem to have been a problem. So who knows? They they may change the way they do things. I don't know. But um, there still is a reason to have uh, traders sort of interacting together and and, and so forth. But but you can do electronic trades, too. I mean, I think we'll probably morph there eventually anyways. I mean, the days of having the, you know, we'll run up and say, uh, you know, and and have the pit. And they're all yelling prices. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think those are probably going to. They've diminished over the time anyways. And I think this is probably going to cause them to diminish even further. Wow. Well. I'd
0: be, re- I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, you know, with the trade show supposed to be ha- happening next month or whatever, do you have any new cigars or uh, something in your portfolio that you were looking to release or that you want to tell our listeners about?
5: Yeah, so I wasn't going to release anything for the show. Um, I, I'm actually smoking one of the pre-release blends that I've got done, thankfully, right now. Uh, this is actually my first Connecticut uh wrap cigar that i've made i did it with agonorsa uh and so that's probably i'm I'm hopeful to release that later this year uh and then i have another cigar that i did with them that is going to be more of a medium plus type of blend sort of their more normal profile and i'll either do that later this year or early next year so nothing in the imminent nothing in the imminent future no i've got some other things i'm working on with them that i think um will happen uh, but nothing like imminently. It's going to happen later this year, fall, early next year. Agonorsa,
0: in my opinion, has to be the hottest manufacturer out there right now. Um, if not you know, the manufacturer of the year or, or, or contending as manufacturer of the year. Um, you've been working with them for a while, but all your cigars are not made by Agonorsa, right? No, actually, I
5: have, I have only made a couple of uh, private uh exclusives for uh, a store in texas through agonors i've released two to them um and my cigars are made My imperial line the three imperial blends are made at quesada the two Ehrlich blends david P. Ehrlich blends are made at Carrillo's factory
4: so uh, let so, me ask
0: you something why do you, first off do you agree with the statement that agonors seems to be yes the the manufacturing company to you know
5: currently what do you what do you attribute that to what do you think's the reason for that i'm gonna win a lot of points with one of my good friends when i say this but it's because of terrence riley <laughs> yeah i, hope I mean that's the great white hope i mean he's i mean look i have known terrence from the time that i started making imperia at quesada uh when he was there um he is an he is a stud in the industry uh from in terms of running a sales force Marketing, social media, doing all the things that are really important to getting a brand out there. I mean, look, Agonors has been around a long time. Long you know, they time. Because, they used to be Casas right. Fernandez, and Everyone nothing. A J Fernandez. Nothing's right. changed. They, they have always well, had phenomenal thing.
0: resources, phenomenal tobacco. In fact, Arsenio Ramos, in my opinion, was one of the best blenders that we had, we've, we've had in our time. You know, he passed nope, away. No but, you know, nothing has changed as far as their back end metrics or the organization. Other than the adaptation of Terrence Riley and the changes he's made,
5: mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely correct. Terrence has impacted that that company more than literally anyone that I can cite from any other company. Uh, the only other one I can I can I would put in, in the discussion with would be Michael Herklotz when he went to Nat Sherman, because yeah. Nat Sherman was largely a, I, and I love the people at Nat Sherman. They were that, dying. Yeah, right? they were premium cigar wise. They were dead. They were a JR yeah. brand. That's yeah. what they were. Well, my Herklotz, what Michael Herclatz did for them is akin to what Terrence did for Casa Fernandez and now agonor And just to make the record straight,
0: this wasn't the first time because honestly, SAG was a dead brand, which was yeah. Quesada. When Terence Terrence right. came on board, I remember after my first meeting with him and him trying to sell me on trying them again in my store. And I basically said, dude, I there's nothing I could do. I've had this brand in my store multiple times in my, at that time wasn't that long of a career, but it just doesn't go anywhere. So he managed to do it there and he's doing it now in Aganorso. And I, and I yeah. think what, what he's good at is bringing to light to the public awareness. Cause I think that was something that as Casa Fernandez, they really weren't able to do is to project their abilities, their resources, what they had, Arsenio Ramos, and it just wasn't getting out there. And I think Terence does a really good job. And uh,
5: Terrence's relationships with kidding.
0: retailers is second
5: to none, right?
0: I mean, he's a true gentleman. He's, a, he's probably he, one of the nicest guys you could deal with in the industry. He's all right.
5: But, I mean, no, I'm kidding. He is a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now his head is massive right now if he's listening, by the way. But he deserves it. I mean, he, he had, his relationships with retailers is unbelievable. I remember when he first um, joined Agonorsa, it was still called Casa Fernandez. Yep. And when he joined, it, right, um, that changed to it, it said then it, they had a slogan that said, I think it said some of Fernandez is, is Aganorsa or something like yep. that. And then he yep. slowly morphed into Aganorsa leaf. Right. So I was out in Seattle in that market. And th- before Terrence went there, went to Aganorsa and that brand was nowhere in Seattle. Then as literally within a month or two after he joined Aganorsa, I was out there again. And it was everywhere. You'd see stacks of boxes and retailers that didn't have it at all. And right. that was Terrence. Now, so part of that is that they just love Terrence personally and they trust him. Right. And they and so they took another shot. But he's done an amazing job of just making people realize what Agonorsa is right? and who they are. And uh, he's just really good at what he does. I mean, he's he, one he's of the on r- right he,
3: now. He just said, what a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm gonna hit him up for better pricing on these cigars that I've I'm working on with him. Now, I, I think I've earned it. I think we have as well. Yeah, definitely. What's
0: what's 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 his saying? This will be the greatest night of your life, Terrence. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: that said, right. yeah, yeah, that's, that's what he that. says all the time. He's Go got some it. great stories though, where he said that to people, and they're like, "My my brother just died today," and he's like, "Oh God." <laughs>
4: <laughs> but that's
3: his saying at his events. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. As a, as far as a mark from a marketing standpoint, it was done. The rebranding was done really well because you can lose you can lose whatever. Not that you know, Costa Fernandez. People in the industry knew knew what it was and, and who they were. But uh, to the regular consumer, I think it was a mixed message, and and the message was jumbled if it was there at all.
5: And, well, half the industry thought it was AJ Fernandez. It
3: right. was. Right. Yeah, mean, uh, I mean,
5: if if not more than half.
3: Right, and, and, the, and but the way really they did didn't... the the way they did the smooth transition, the you know the the step Cas Fernandez is Agonorsa, and now it's Agonor. Like it was just it was a very well uh, thought out well thought out plan, and it, it, and was. it worked. And really by
4: the well.
5: way, I talked to several people when that whole transition was happening,
4: mm-hmm.
5: people that are that actually have a, a pedigree in the industry um, from a marketing standpoint, who thought it was crazy when they changed to Agonorsa.
3: We heard that too. Yeah. people. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, hey, I hey, mean hey, they hey. thought it was nuts.
0: I told him it was brilliant. Just for the record, he's on. He'll tell you. I thought it was a brilliant move.
2: Well, I I would even go as far to say. He called me right after he got the job, and I told him, listen, you need to find an identity for this company. Nobody knows what it is.
0: Right. It, It was lost in the shelves. It didn't have a pulse. It, there was a lot of confusion between. We actually talked about this in my office. There was a lot of confusion between Casa Fernandez and AJ Fernandez, like you were saying, Mike. And it just it it, it really didn't connect on a consumer level. Even the packaging wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, just very very non connective. And um, yeah. as soon as I saw it in and I, I think Agonors was even like a very catchy, rememberable name. I loved the logo with the arm and the leaves. I mean, I thought it, it, it was brilliant all the way through. Yeah,
4: and,
5: and when he was when he left Casada there were several companies that immediately were interested in bringing him in for obvious reasons. Right. Um, And I remember, and I hope I'm not talking out of turn Terrence, but he called me for some uh, advice on, you know, what do you think? I'm curious as to what you think. And I said, look, if I were you, I would go with Casa Fernandez. Why? They had everything except for Terrence Riley. They literally had everything. Yeah. They had great blending. They had great tobacco and plenty of it. They had plenty of resources yeah. And uh, all they needed was Terrence, and and my comment to him was, if you do well to make them a household name, you can pretty much write your ticket in the industry from going forward, even more than now. And 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 I thought that that was the right place for him to go, and and um you know, and he made the choice, and it, and it's worked out great. I mean, it's it's awesome. And the reason that I'm working with them on some of these exclusive cigars and and hopefully to release more fully some blends later this year is uh, because of Terrence. I mean, Ter- I, because of my relationship with him and, 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 and I called him and I had an idea and he said, yeah, let's do it. And, and the rest is history. And we're, or I'm hopeful to do some pretty big things with them.
2: Absolutely. Now, is he the reason that you're also doing a Connecticut as you are currently smoking and in your first Connecticut? Mm-
5: no, I've always wanted to do a kinetic. So my, my, my thought process on my portfolio of cigar blends that I have is uh, there are companies that when you smoke, it doesn't matter which of their blends you smoke. They all have sort of similarities. Mm-hmm. And so there are some cigars you can smoke and take the band off and give it to me and I'll smoke and i say, oh, that comes from that factory. Right? That mm-hmm. comes from that company. Right? I don't want to do that. I want to be able to create cigar blends where the next one is not like any of the previous. And hit more and more palettes, if you will. So uh, one of the things I sort of pride myself on is I have five blends out there and no two are alike. Uh, They're all very different from each other uh, in terms of their profile. And so I I was missing a Connecticut. And so I said to uh, said, do me a favor, let's work on a Connecticut. Uh, This was after we did one of the exclusive cigars uh, for a retailer in Texas. And uh, I said, he said, go ahead and uh, let's work on a Connecticut. And then we came up with this blend. And it's uh, I lit it today precisely because I love having it with coffee. And it's morning and I'm having coffee. Uh, but, uh, it, it, you know, they do a great job. And this is, this is a really great cigar. And hopefully we'll be out later this year.
2: Knock on wood, absolutely. So, Mike, uh, I am extremely curious. Uh, the picture frame behind you, is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that cigar bands? yeah those are all my
5: cigar bands actually i thought so that was a gift that someone gave me uh for christmas one year and you know you drop the cigar bands in the top and it kind of just makes a thing you're supposed to hang it on the wall you just haven't done it ah well (laughs) it it, it also wouldn't work like on the window there so yeah yeah and and it's uh i swear i didn't put that there just because i sit here this is where (laughs) i do all my this is where i do all my zoom and all i sit in the seat this is my cigar room in my house and I don't have a parlor like Coop, and I'm going to talk to him in a little while about that. Yeah, but that. you have a, you a cigar <laughs> room in your house.
3: Let's, let, I do. Don't downplay it.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. This is the cigar room in my house. And um, so I, this is where I sit when I do all of my broad, my interviews and stuff like that. And I've done more in the last three months than I've ever done for obvious right. reasons. Right. Um, but I actually enjoy it. Um, you know, the, the toughest one was I did one with a company, a, a retailer named Smokey Joe's out of Fife, Washington. Well, the problem is that's three hours earlier than here. At 3 a.m. I was putting my last glass of <laughs> bourbon down and stumbling up to my, my bed. And my wife was very proud of me that night. And um, no, not so much. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I
0: tell you the truth. My wife's seen a lot less of me at night <laughs> since all this virtual and virtual lounge started. That's true. I, I didn't
3: think about that. Yeah.
0: Oh, she's seen a lot less of me. We barely interact. I mean, like I, but I, I, I'm, I'm don't quite think she minds. No, I'm sure she doesn't.
5: You know, it's funny. Mine doesn't seem too unhappy about it.
0: it.
3: Yeah. Hey, The other night, I joined on uh, onto the virtual lounge for Smoke In, and I had to get out of there because the protocol guys started taking their shirts off. Yeah, they they were kind of crazy. But But your kids were up at midnight dancing around. Do they not have a bedtime now that quarantine hit?
0: It's summer. So they stay up that cool. late? Uh, the... We give them a little leeway. I mean, last night, actually, last night they went to bed at normal time. Now so okay. we give them a little leeway during the summer when there's no school.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: Give them a little more leeway. Yeah, that, I saw that, them that all was, dancing all night. Was I was like, dancing. Wait. That was their good night dance.
5: Oh, they do that before <laughs> they, they, they were going to bed. To bed. Hey, can you show door. us the good night dance?
0: <laughs> they, 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 they're, me a mean... they're, they're all performers, man. Nothing is done without some kind of flair or interaction. But yeah, they all That's came. That's why I love those kids. Good night dance and kids after my own heart. and whatever. So <laughs> I mean it's what it's what we what goes on in my house. Never a boring moment. But um what happened was we were in I jumped You know, sometimes like right before bed, I'll just hop on to see who's in our lounge or whatever. And sometimes there's a group and sometimes there's a couple people I'll hang for a little bit and go. But there was nobody on, so then I went to go visit the protocol boys and they were, the, the protocol guys weren't on, but there was a good group of people there. So we were all chit-chatting for a while. Then they came on and they were partying like rock stars. I don't know what they were doing. Juan, Juan was headbanging. Yeah, that's not shocking. Guy. Oh, they were, they were having some oh. kind of big, they were having some kind of party. Music was blaring in the background. They were singing. Juan was air guitaring. But then they started to unmute their sound. So nobody could hear anything other than just blaring rock and roll music. Yeah. So one by one, everybody just left their room and all of a sudden everybody migrated to our room. And then we're talking. Then they came on our room. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's when you were there, Paul. Yeah. They followed us to our room. And then shirts started. I'm like, okay, good night. Gotta go. Yeah.
4: Of shirts all the people in the industry off. that
5: should be removing shirts, I'm not sure Juan's one of them. No, uh, he, no, no. Listen, now, he's, he's lost was, a lot of weight. There's no doubt about that. He,
0: yes. put a, he, he put a Speedo on at, at, at one of the trade oh. shows. Oh, so, yeah. There's no shame in Juan's game.
5: No, no.
0: There's course, no shame in, in Juan's game. None. So oh. do we got Coop on today is he, is he going to be broadcasting oh, so from yes. the, uh, yeah from the uh, armoire set up in his uh, <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> to see where he's setting up from. Let
3: me let me bring him on. He he is going to be on. You know,
4: oh, he has boy.
3: Mike Mike and Coop have a have a somewhat tumultuous relationship in a, in a fun <laughs> way. Yeah. And do, uh, do we need to like act as intermediaries for you Mike? Uh, is there a situation
5: well, well i mean coop Coop has a habit of calling me millionaire mike and i I didn't give myself that name coop says it right yeah what is this nonsense there's worse things he could call you no i agree i mean i agree with you but i mean then he starts broadcasting from his parlor you know he's he's broadcasting from his dining hall i mean it's not a dining room it's a dining hall one picture Ah. he posted i go i go what room is that he goes this is my dining this is a part of my dining room i go how big is your dining room that that's only part of it? So, right? what's going so, on there?
0: So, here's the difference, Mike. See, when you look at you and your settings, you look like new money. See, mm-hmm. when you look at Coop, Coop looks like old money. <laughs> but uh, old money has been around <laughs> generations that Coop is I mean, now into with different dining areas and segments. Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean, very ornate furniture. <laughs> I mean, he's got like, I, yeah. mean, I just know he has stuff, a butler. That a more. Stuff. Yeah. He, he's got a
1: butler like Lurch that. Yeah, I had a. That's a virtual view of the parlor. Yes. I'm actually, if you actually want to see where I am, because this is how Mike thinks I live right now. So actually, I'm in I'm in my studio setup right now because I, I have to record something after this. So it was kind of like um, to break everything down, and everything was gonna be difficult. But I couldn't let Mike down. So that, <laughs> yeah. that's actually what you see behind me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's the dungeon where he keeps the people that, that disobeyed his butler. I mean, oh my yeah, god.
1: But but I, I wasn't gonna let Mike down, so I'm giving you the parlor view there. That's the that's I it. mean it's amazing. <laughs> well done. Well done, Coop. Well done. Way to go. Yeah, absolutely. We don't we don't disappoint here, you know?
4: <laughs>
1: um, what? I love, love that, that you took the time you, to get a picture you, of the hey, parlor. It, it was actually easier than breaking everything down again and then having to move it back in here for what I'm recording this afternoon. So it was just going to be too difficult. <laughs> now, what I time. would
5: really have loved to have you do, and I would appreciate this next time we're on together, Coop, is have a, a scrolling background, like the parlor for a few minutes. And then it goes <laughs> to the dining hall. <laughs> and then it goes to – I want to see the whole mansion. Like there are parts of this this palatial estate that I haven't <laughs> seen yet. And, and I'd like to see more of it. That's yeah, what fascinates yeah. us,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Can we get you in the backyard next week? That would be interesting. I'd like to see yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I could probably work that out. At the signal may be a little that. The only I'll have to check the signal, but the backyard's pretty empty, is what I'll just say. I, mean, um, I was just never, curious. But where's the butler's pantry? Can I see back? that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but mike, see, Mike's see, mike got, like, houses in, like, Newport, the Netherlands, Antilles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cabo said, Lucas. Yeah,
5: Can I tell you, I wish I had the money that Coop thinks I have. It would be great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if I had Coop's money, I
5: would burn mine. I would. I would burn mine if I could
0: have Coop's. Hey, I wish I had the money that Coop thinks you have. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right, so Coop, what's going on in the news this week? Well,
1: why don't we actually – because I actually want to kick it off with the Aganarsa stuff because, um, you know – there are a couple of Aganorsa releases that were announced this week that I think are pretty cool, and I know you guys were talking about Terrence, who who has done a great job, and by the way, I guessed where he was going, Just so you, he'll tell you that, and it was literally a shot in the dark when he went to, I just guessed mm-hmm. Casa Fernandez at the time, because it made too much sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, the Aganorsa Leaf has, first of all, they're announcing, um, they made two announcements. The first one is the Aganorsa Leaf Supreme Leaf, which was released earlier this year at TPE. It's coming back in a second size and that's going to be a six by 50, uh, Robusto, excuse me, Toro size. Um, so that was a really, that was one of these cigars I had a lot of trouble actually getting, um, because actually when they said there were limited supplies, there really were limited supplies. So it became a very uh, sought-after scar. But this time, they're making 1,500 10-count boxes. So I think there'll be plenty to get around right now. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, we should, you know, we should start seeing those uh, coming around July. The other release from Aganosa is, um, and I'm pretty excited about this, is under the Casa, Arizo- Casa Fernandez Anniversario line. And they're releasing a Cuban 109 Maduro. So that's going to feature the Aganosa Shade Grown Corojo wrapper which is kind of uh, their proprietary wrapper that they're using right now in that blend. So it's a Maduro wrapper that they're growing. um, And for many years, they they haven't used their own Maduro. They use San Andreas. Um, Now the Anniversary Line, it's going to get this um, wrapper, um, and it's going to feature the 109 cap which is uh, kind of tapered with a flat head at the top right now. It's a 6 and a quarter by 54 box press. Um, this is going to be a more uh, limited release, uh, only 250 10-count boxes. So this one may be a little tougher to get. So wow. I think they got two really exciting releases coming out right now. They do? Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, that's going to be exciting. We'll have to see
0: what happens there.
2: Yeah. Uh, what else? Is... You're not going to find it. It's, yeah, coming, you
0: gotta... it's coming out. It's coming, The second round is coming out.
2: Oh, yeah, the second round, yeah. You can get the I second
0: don't... round, yeah.
1: I mean, it, it, he actually tried to help me get it, right? And he referred me to a retailer, and they were already out of it by that point. I mean, it was so. Um, and there you have the great salesman
5: that Terrence is. He didn't want to send it to you. He said, "Go buy it at the retailer."
1: Well, you know how many times, it, you know how many times <laughs> you get these limited editions, and they just, everyone tries to get you to pre-order them, right? And they're going really fast, and it's all BS, right? Because half the time, you know, you don't need the pre-order. I mean, again. This is one of the few cases that doesn't fall into that category. Right, that cigar right. really sold out,
2: yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll put a box aside when the new ones come in for you, Coop.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely do. Okay. Yeah, very easy. So what
2: else is uh, going on this week?
1: Um, Aladino. That's the brand owned by Jerry Tobacco Company. That's Christian Aroa's brother, Justo, and his another, dad, Julio. Another
0: company
5: making some waves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make great cigars, by the way. They, they really a, do, and they, they're kind of like a Honduran version of Agon Arcers, I, I look at them.
0: It's a good analogy.
1: Yeah. That is a good analogy, yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah so they got an interesting release. They're calling it the Aladino Cameroon, and it's, and it's heading for national release. I've smoked this cigar, by the way. It's really good. <laughs> the The catch is it's technically not really a Cameroon. Uh, what it is, it's a Cameroon seed that was grown in Honduras on the uh, JRE tobacco farm owned by the Aroas. Um, so, so they're using that. So it's not going to taste like your typical Cameroon, but it is a really good cigar right now. So they they kind of did a soft launch with it last month. Now this week they're kind of rolling it out to all of its retailers right now. Um, so definitely a cigar I'd advise folks to check out. Okay.
2: Definitely keep your eyes out for that from the get- nice people over at JRE Cigars.
1: Uh, what else is happening? A um, bunch of uh, announcements came out of Drew Estate this week. Um most of the stuff from Drew Estate that's been announced so far, I'd say, is line extensions. So, um, they announced a two line extensions to the Acid 20 line in the form of a Toro and a Tubo offering for their Robusto size. Um, they also announced the return of the BOTL cigar um, that was brought back last year. So, it's coming back again. They're calling it the BOTL Brown Label 2020. It's really the same cigar as last year. Uh, same three sizes, Corona. Uh, Corona, uh, Gorda, and uh, Lancero. So you can expect to start seeing that hit the stores. Um, they have an ex, uh, a Lonsdale line extension to Tabaca Special uh, for the Dolce and Negro line. So that's kind of interesting. You don't see the Lonsdale come out of Drew Estate all that often. So um, they have some gift sets too there coming out. So they're starting to roll out their releases that would have been coming out at the trade show this year. Even
2: though they weren't going to go to
1: the trade show. Even though they weren't going to go to the, I, I, they had they they were very well prepared to do what they were going to do this year. They were yeah. going to roll everything out, you know. They had this plan to roll things out, and they were just going to do it differently. And notice the timing would have gotten a jump on the trade show on everyone too.
0: I, I'm pretty sure that was all thought out before the announcement.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they've been executing very well on this, is what I've seen. And and they're going to have on Thursday, they're going to have a virtual show. That's kind of, going to, I guess, where they're going to showcase all this stuff. So there are going to be more announcements leading up to Thursday. And usually they put their biggest announcements the last two days. And then on Thursday on the Drew Estate Facebook page, um, they'll kind of, you know, showcase everything and do all the uh, song and dance with that.
2: Gotta love the
3: song and dance. It's always the best. Coop, is that is that all for the news? Because then we
1: want to talk. Have you Oh, I, I got more talk? news. I, got, I can go more news or we could talk.
0: Whatever I mean, you guys want.
1: Why There's don't no- you
0: give us some interesting news if we still have any left to discuss, Go Yeah, ahead. yeah.
1: It's all it's all product releases. So the A, probably not the- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, so- let me tell you something. Does any of those new product releases interest you? What are you looking forward to? Out of what you got left?
1: Well, I definitely the Agarissa stuff is interesting me right now, right? Because um, you know, I I I have I did smoke one Supreme leaf. It's very good. Um, the other thing is that Aladino Cameroon, which I had the pre-release of it. So if this comes out, um, this this is a home run, this Aladino cigar. Um, the people I know who have also smoked it have really liked it. So so those two releases really have me intrigued. But a lot of companies are, are keeping a lot of things close to the vest right now. Right. And it's for it's one of two reasons. Either one, they're not ready to announce it. Or two, they're being told by a print publication that they can't announce it. I mean, that's Ooh. usually... Well it's a fact. That goes on. I mean I'm not gonna wow. sugarcoat. Yeah.
0: Wait, well I like that. I like that coupe.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a fact. Question I don't
0: know if you were listening, um, but what do you think about my statement if you heard it about um Agonorsa really being like you know, vetting itself for like being manufacturer of the year?
1: Oh, I think I think for sure uh they, they're in line for that. What they've done I mean they just came out with the torch release, mm-hmm. which which is it's, I, it's quintessential agonarsa Um, I actually was interviewing er, Eduardo, Aaron, and I were interviewing Eduardo and Terrence a couple weeks ago. I smoked that cigar in the air, and I'm like, "This is quintessential Aganorsa. This is a really good cigar." Um, Terrence was our person of the year two years ago. Um, when he came into agonarsa that first year, I mean, and again, everyone thought that rebranding was was not gonna work,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and he made, it, I mean, he made it work. I mean, he made it work with his team at, at Aganorsa. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I mean you so, said it earlier. He did it with S. A. G. before. Yep. This is this is not the first time he's done it. I mean oh. and look at him now when it's he's
0: really, gone. It's really funny because I have an inside joke. Um, you know, there was a couple of guys that were out there looking for jobs at the time, right? And, uh, you know, w- didn't know where people were going to land or whatever. So I always tease Eric Espinosa. I say he got the Sam Bowie of the
4: 1984 NFL
0: draft. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Did I just say that on the air? Oops. You
1: did.
4: <laughs> oh. Paul.
1: Paul is lost. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I know, I'm not responsible for that comment. I'm going to hear just, about it. No, no but you're, respo- you're
5: responsible for your reaction to it, too.
0: <laughs> well, for second. Look, I'm
1: not going to lie, it was, it was. It made an impression. <laughs>
0: but, oh, boy. Maybe we should move on quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, elaborating. <laughs> <laughs> those got it. Those who got it got it. Oh boy, Adam's left. He's off the screen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I. I knew that. I knew that'd be a reference you'd appreciate, Adam. Yes,
2: absolutely. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> there was also no Hakeem Olajuwon available. Well, that, that
0: was worth, that was a worthy pick. That was a worthy pick. You can't say yeah, nothing about it. Yeah, but yeah,
2: Terrence might have been the wow. MJ. Uh, Right, what's going on there is what we're really going at.
0: But anyway, so Paul, what did you want to talk to Coop about? <laughs> um, well, so Coop and Mike, I, listen, neither
3: one of you is is silent about the other one, and it's kind of like a, a play back and forth. But I mean, I I assume you guys are are pretty good friends. But Coop, even on I our show, Coop. you've 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 kind of uh, you've you've mentioned that Mike. Uh, Mike sometimes goes off the handle with a lot of uh, uh, political social media posts.
1: Well, look, first of all, Mike is a great guy. Um, I've known Mike for probably five or six years, maybe longer. Um, so I do consider him a friend, and he uh, he's done a lot to help my brand over the years as well. So I mean, I'm I'm grateful for that. But you know, friends friends like to poke at each other, and we like to poke at each other as well. But, <laughs> but boy, Mike, it's exhausting get the political posts sometimes. I like, guess. <laughs> it's, fu- it's the same thing every day. <laughs>
5: no, not really. Now, now my posts are just saying, "See, I told you so." But, that, but that's, that's the whole- what I mean. It's just the same thing. Every day. <laughs> Which I, which I said I was going to do three months ago yeah, when yeah, it was yeah, time.
1: When we had you on the show, you said that. He didn't say it. Coop doesn't like to involve any political discussion.
3: So when we do political stuff, I usually get texts from Coop. As really, Coop is kind of like the behind-the-scenes producer of our show. Because him and I talk quite frequently on, like, how did you think this segment went? How did you think that went? What's your opinion? Cause, and Coop is honest. He doesn't he doesn't bullshit you at all. Like, he'll be like, that was a complete bomb, you know, but he always mentions to me, he's like, when you guys get too political, I think it scares people away. But, but I think we have enough differing opinions on the show. I mean, maybe Adam sometimes just says yes to Abe. So he doesn't get into an argument, but uh, that's, that's always my argument. If there's a back and forth, at least a little bit that, that it, that it works. But I mean, Coop, do, are you just completely against any political talk in this, in this arena? Well,
0: there's a difference between what Coop does and what we do. Right, right. Coop Coop, Coop is a news platform. Right, right. right. Um, for the most part, we're we're more of an entertainment platform. My, my whole motto has always been,
4: yeah,
0: I want to reenact what happens on our lounge when guys lounge, are all yep. sitting around mm-hmm. and talking. And part of that is sometimes political stuff. You know, I I try not to make it political heavy, but it sometimes there are things that require a a comment, or I believe, or I'm passionate about something I'll throw it out there um, it's not too often but it is part of our world it is part of what we do it is part of what the guys smoking cigars in our lounge talk about during the day so um, I think sometimes people especially if you're a first time watching our show thinking that you're going to get like two hours of wrapper binder and filler that's never been what the format of our show has been right I mean we it's a we cigar, highlight... we're a cigar centric entertain, entertainment show that's what And it we is.
3: like to highlight the personalities that we deal with the reason why we have guys like Mike on the show is because Mike's Mike's a personality. He's the brand, you know, that, that he's, right. he's a representative of the, of the brand and he's the, the, we like meeting these people that, that have created, created these brands as well. It's, it's great to get to know guys like that.
0: And Right. And get to know them better and let our fans know them better. Guys yeah. like Cooper already told them about all the lines he carries and what the different wrappers and the binders and the fillers are. You know, I, I want to know, you know, how long Mike's going to grow his beard before he decides to shave it. <laughs> <You>
4: know? <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Coop, how come you haven't grown a quarantine beard? I mean, how come oh, yeah. you stay clean they, shaven? They, they clean shaven. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there are some photos of me with with beards, just so you know, if you want to really dig. Um, but <laughs> no, it, it's more for the day job thing. It's the beard probably isn't really appropriate. Uh, yeah. Now uh, I got to
0: okay. I got to ask you a question. Now look to your left or right, Coop. So yeah, you got the side runways too. So, yeah. you know, we've started an official group called the KMA crew, which is basically cigar guys who have, are, you know, are bald. It's a, it's a it's a Facebook cigar group. Are are you going to join this group?
1: Oh, I'm in. Oh uh, yeah, I'll to, uh, yeah, You're going to shave you're going to
0: shave your yeah.
1: head. Oh no, I can't. And then there's, well, a re- there's, a, it. there's a there's a reason I can't shave my head. I'll keep it like this, but I I can't, unfortunately. Okay. Um, and I have a, I have a skin condition called psoriasis and it does okay. develop on the sides. So thank oh. goodness I have hair here. It just works God. out. It, yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: oh yeah, yeah. Me too. Abe. That's why I can't do
1: mine.
3: I, <laughs> I shave mine really short. I just don't like <laughs> the, the completely, uh, the, have
0: the like to bit. do it, dude. The feel, the feel is just awesome. Right. After you get a nice clean shave. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I,
1: I would, I would, nothing more would like them for me to do that because like I'm yeah. at a point where it would make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well then, then we might have to make you an honorary member of the.
1: Oh, that's okay. Uh, also, Mr. I you got my support. You got, but Mike, the beard looks good, man. I mean, I'm gonna give you credit on that. It, it's no, I, I think Mike. He's pulling. He's pulling it I off. Think Mike.
0: Yeah, I think the beard's working on Mike. Yeah, it is. That, I think mostly that. because it's matching the color of his hair. He doesn't have that two tone yeah. thing going. Yeah, Which but when you go, go to beard. when
3: you go to Nantucket, are you like you gonna shave <laughs> the beard? Because that's that's not gonna fly there.
1: Well, <laughs> he's gonna have the barber come Nantucket. to his house. <laughs>
5: Is
2: there a barber chair coo- in your house, Mike? What's that? Is there a barber chair in your house?
5: No. Does the barber uh, come no. to your house? Does the barber no. come to him? You oh, go to a I barber. Go, I go to a barber.
3: Really? Wow. Okay.
5: Even if he has a barber you come to
3: him.
0: No, <laughs> I I used to have oh, a barber come to. to me. Then I then I opened up a, a barber shop
5: Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say he owns a barber shop. I mean without, yeah. <laughs> but he I used made to made my po- I've come Coop, in a couple of times when he's getting his hair cut. When I get to Coop's level, I'll have a full staff. I'll have a, I'll have a stylist, a barber, I mean, a butler. I'll have a lot of things going, on, but I can't, I'm not there yet. Coop, before we let
0: you go, one of our listeners, Allison, wanted to know about the uh, Hoya Shut the Box, which I, I found very interesting. I thought that was a pretty brilliant idea that's coming out from Hoya de Nicaragua. I have never heard of the game. I actually had to Google what Shut the Box was. So I mean, did any? I'm just curious. We got four other guys on here. Anybody ever hear of Shut the Box? Nope. All right. So I, I, it seemed like an interesting game, but I guess they're releasing. Not. A, I didn't really read into it. If it's a different version of Hoya de Nicaragua, I don't know. if That's one of your stories today, but it's that was actually like one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about it, because someone was asking.
1: Um. So Shut the Box is a dice game. Um. I had heard of it. I don't. I've never played it. Um. This is a really, and I think Hoya's is not getting a lot of credit. For what they did here because this is a really cool project what they've essentially done is they've taken the antonio 1970 line um which is one of their iconic lines it's their full body line they've taken two sizes of that line and they're putting it into a box that can be reused to play this dice game so you get everything you need uh, you get the cigars but you get the dice and the tiles what you need and the box can be reused i liked it because one is and my, and my wife made the point who was doing the editing of the article, she said, that's a great idea, rather than people throw away the box. It actually looks nice and could be reused. But the other thing that I don't think they're getting credit for, they didn't jack the price up on this. The I did is, see this, I now did. that
3: you mention it, I did see this.
0: I thought yeah. that was a really so, cool idea. So this is on an existing line?
1: This is on, a, it's just a, a, new, it's a limited edition packaging they're doing mm-hmm. on the Antonio line, yeah.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's an interesting game. I know my kids are going to love it. I mean, basically, you just it just hones your math skills and uh, there's a version, I, I think the nine is math only if the box goes up to 12 and I think theirs goes up to 12, you can multiply the two numbers. So if you roll a, you know, a six and a five, you can either take a six and a five or an 11, or you could do 30 and do three and a zero. But it, it was well, a very, uh, I had to Google it, but it was a very interesting thing. i anybody's
5: known you a long time, you'd struggle with this game, it sounds like.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just.
1: But, you, you know, this is where, I, again, what I liked is I've seen companies do something with limited edition packaging and jack the price up. Right. This one I didn't do that, and I was like, "This is this is really a good story that they have here." Well, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, honestly,
0: let's face it. It's Just a couple of little more pieces of wood. It's not like it went from no, it went I, from a wood box to a marble box, I, or yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I don't think there was a major increase in cost to them. I'm sure there. I'm sure there is, but I'm sure it's extremely uh, not. But I'm sure. But there but was an opportunity to jack. Oh yeah, sure. I go. yeah. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. God but, knows. God knows. Manufacturers will
1: take an opportunity. Right. Most of them will
0: take an opportunity to do the <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and you know, Antonio, right. yeah, Antonio's been a line for <laughs> a while, so here's an opportunity to kind of maybe breathe a little interest in it because it is a really good cigar, but it gets lost sometimes with everything else that's on the market.
2: Eh, good point. So, uh, Coop, what's happening this week on com? Um,
1: actually, big big things happening. Um, on Thursday, Friday, I'm launching uh the 10 year anniversary series of articles that's kind of kind of chronicled the 10 years of cigar Coop. Um. The tenth anniversary is in August, so there's like ten stories that kind of are gonna um, tell the story behind Cigar Coop. Uh, I wanted to get it in writing somewhere to do it, so I've kind of written that piece out. So that that's something I'm looking forward to uh, having you out. Good, good event anywhere for your ten year anniversary? So with some plans, but with COVID, everything got messed up. Uh, I mean, originally I was gonna originally the idea was I was gonna go to New Orleans because that's where everything started at that trade show. Uh-huh. in 2010 but yeah that's not going to happen now so um i may do something later in the year or next year but yeah there was a plan to do something with that
2: well hey there you go that's a lot of great stuff that's going to come up this week coop uh best of luck with that man thank and you thank congratulations you. on 10 years i mean well done yeah, that's awesome well done, well done sir. yeah absolutely all.
1: everyone here has been a big help to that as well as a lot of the audience so i do appreciate i can't believe it got to 10 years and so it's a big goal for me yeah
5: Coop, did you have to uh, kick your masseuse out, your personal masseuse out, to join us
1: today, or what? Ha-
5: what happened before you got on air with us today?
1: What do you mean? Uh, you know, you well, know. I'm uh... thinking
5: you woke up, you got your massage, then the butler made you breakfast. I mean, what happened? What exactly? Walk me through the a life in the, a morning with Coop. His on a butler Saturday. made him
3: pe- in bacon, sausage, and and well, uh, I mean, and a block no of way. cheese.
5: <laughs> yeah, no I mean, way. Did you go? Is your butler's name Alfred, like, uh, like Batman? I mean, what's going on? Uh, Jeeves. Oh yes, <laughs> there you go. Better. Got it. Class. No, no, you, no, no, anyway. If your eggs aren't perfectly poached, do you snap on them?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't even look at them. Eggs are like dangerous. <laughs> this came up. Uh, this came up on a previous show. Yeah. We tried um, to get you to eat egg. an egg.
3: I think. Would you eat an egg on air if we, if we set it up?
1: Absolutely not.
3: You what, what, what if? What if we? What if uh, there was
1: some money involved? It would take a lot of money. It would take what Mike What are we, what are we talking? Money. Give me a.
3: Give me an idea, because you know we have you Mike on here. On here.
1: Thousand dollars. What if it's for
0: charity? No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> five bucks to eat an egg. Who cares? Right, He's exactly. disgusted by uh, eggs. I want to see.
1: Yeah, I, I. couldn't do it. For I'm charity, disgusted not. by Adam, But I, I deal with
0: it. him every day. What's it's the big all- deal? <laughs>
1: There's a hundred things they could do for charity, and eating an egg is not one of them. Yeah, I wouldn't give <laughs> five bucks to eat an egg. Yeah. We, yeah. we,
0: we should
2: get him to
1: take swimming
3: lessons for charity. I bet a lot of our, I bet a lot of our listeners would would
0: fund to a GoFundMe page I don't to get Coop to eat an egg.
3: No, but there's
1: so Make a
0: this, poll. I don't think our listeners see. give a crap about watching Coop eat an egg. You're let's, just some weirdo that has <laughs> weird fascinations. Yeah. I, I, you have the weirdest fascinations of anybody
4: I've ever met.
1: Look, look, All okay. right, we'll make a poll. Uh-huh. I'll just say, g- g- let the GoFundMe page be used for something a little more yeah, in that case. Yeah, More yeah. worthwhile? Worthwhile, yeah. yeah There's people <laughs> who really need stuff right now, yeah. Mike, what would it take, what
2: would Coop need to do for you to give money for a charity?
5: Oh, I mean, I would, I, would, I don't know. I mean, I'd give money for a charity without Coop doing anything, but yeah. there you
0: go. Uh, All right. Uh, the right, right answer. I mean, okay. actually, I, I wouldn't... Mike, I, see, I, Mike, see, Mike? see, Mike? Politician. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, that, was, that was a perfect political answer. Point. That was about as good as an answer as any politician could give. So,
1: yeah. Mike, you got to get back to Charlotte, man. Um, when whenever everything is good, so we, we definitely you need know, to Listen, I've been
5: watching what's going on in Charlotte lately.
1: Well, there's there's another. They have another place now, but where they are, they got hit hard. I mean, that place. Did I don't they get, to- get looted? They didn't get looted, for my sin but that whole epicenter was hit hard.
3: Is that where I was, Coop? That that cigar shop that I told you we went to? Oh wow, downtown? Yeah, yeah. Tailored
1: Smoke. Yep, Tailored Smoke. Yeah. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Great. They great opened the second store. They opened the second store um, by the Speedway. Okay. Yeah. So there, and that one's safe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we 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 had a couple close calls. I mean, us. They actually hit West Palm pretty hard uh, yeah. last Sunday night, and there's two two more today, so it's insane. to
1: try said, to stay safe. Stay safe. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a difference between protesting and going crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, thanks for coming on, Coop.
1: Thanks, guys, all right, Coop. We will talk Hope to you next pleasure. week. Take it easy, buddy. Take care, everybody. Pleasure.
2: All right. Visit Cigar Life and Coop for all your cigar industry uh, needs. Most Mike, what do you got planned for the rest of the weekend?
5: You know, nothing really. I mean, it's still most of this area is still shut down, right? So Massachusetts isn't really open yet. Rhode Island's open. So I may I may visit a couple of shops down in Rhode Island, uh, but mostly just kind of hanging out and, and spending time with the family.
2: Have you picked up any new hobbies during quarantine?
5: Uh, no, not really. I mean, no, my beard. That's it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I've now a few things have clearly grown in, during this uh, COVID time, and like one my is my gut? forehead. Like yeah, my, my gut. gut. Like I haven't stepped on a scale in four months, but my no. clothes are telling. All my clothes shrunk. Everything else grew. Yeah, my forehead's bigger than it used to be. I mean, I, it's just—it's not I, good.
0: I sit around now at night, and I with the kids, and I rub my belly, and I, my belly, and I say, "What are we going to name him?"
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: I, I mean, there's a reason why I have my camera going from here up, right?
0: <laughs>
5: now, uh, I, I, I,
0: did, did, Adam, did you read The Insane Asylum? Um, He didn't I read the scripted know, one. I don't even know if I want to read this.
2: I read the initial story. Yeah, the article, yeah. I, I, I,
0: well, I just, while you guys were talking, skimmed it. And as soon as I got to the one line, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is what you uh, picked for Insane Asylum this week? First it's of all, insane. it's very insane.
3: Second of all, it's hard to find news that isn't related to the politics that are going on right now. Uh, and I, Adam and I talked about it before the show this morning because I had a hard time last night finding one. And we both thought it would be a good – it's It's insanity. Yes, so
2: anyway, uh, let's see this week who belongs in the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you by our good friends over at CLE and Asylum
0: Cigars. (laughs) This week's inductee makes us ask the question, how far would you go to prevent getting the coronavirus? Mm -hmm. Vegan bodybuilder Tracy Kiss claims that she has not had the cold or flu for three years and has not contracted the coronavirus since she began drinking an unusual concoction, which is made using donations from her boyfriend. That's pretty much when I started saying, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I didn't know I wanted to read any further, because I said, no, it can't be, but yeah, it is. (laughs) In opposed to her 425,000 Instagram followers, she described it as, nature's very own free multivitamin and claimed it could fight the early symptoms of the deadly virus. The 32-year-old says she makes sperm smoothies to prevent contracting the virus and bizarrely compared the practice to breastfeeding. It isn't for everyone. Yeah, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's packed full of multivitamins and I haven't had a cold or flu for three years, ever since drinking it in 2017. So I'm just guessing now. At 32 years old, that would make her 29. Is that when she first discovered? Like she never had had semen before,
5: 29 years old.
2: I, I don't know. Or that's when she started doing it on a regular basis. Or nah, I don't know.
5: That's when she blend, started blending it up. Yeah. I, always, know, you know, make I a smoothies.
0: put it on my face to clear up my skin. This cannot be a real story. <laughs> created it with Snopes, and I—it's it, an actual story.
3: Whether she actually does it or not, I don't know. I mean, they, I says, don't think there's what, any proof of her doing
0: it. Kiss says, mo- "Well, you want video of it, Paul?"
3: No, I'm just by, saying. By I,
0: That's—I don't want video of the application process. No, oh, I don't have the, I don't have proof. By I
5: Paul, have the, Paul, the way, Abe, by by the way, Abe I, I did mention early in the show that uh, Adam looks better than he's ever looked. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we should ask him some questions, I'm thinking. Maybe this is actually a thing that
0: works. Kiss says, most people think I'm joking because it <laughs> seems too good to be true that I am being so open about a taboo subject, but I am not. I'm going against society's norms to help educate and help other people who are missing out on nutrients. I want to make a difference, which is why I'm sharing this home remedy. Take you to her Instagram page, KISS shared tips for consuming the sperm, including taking it straight, adding it to cold cereal, as well as its smoothness. Needless to say, her advice is not backed by medical authorities. But yeah, congratulations, no Miss KISS. You are, uh, without a doubt, this week's inductee the, to the Cigar Insane Asylum.
2: Thank you to oh, our good friends nice. over at Sealy and Asylum Cigars. Okay. Happy to bring that back for you guys, and we'll keep Ugh.
3: One of of our listeners, Karen, said (laughs) it's true, and I put it up. It's true. It is good for a facial. Not that I have, but I've heard. So, and I don't think she means like it in the punny sense. I
5: I don't know. Well, listen, Listen I think Karen should just own it. I mean, just come (laughs) on, just own it. Don't don't give don't qualify the comment. (laughs) I don't even know Karen.
0: I'm, I'm staying completely out of this whole conversation. Is she a, put it, it in the world.
3: It is a strange, a strange thing. I thought it fit in the asylum. It was a, it's uh, a nice break yeah. from the other news. I'm trying not to, you know, to use the the news of, you know, if there's looting no, or things no, like that. That, funny that things was that happen.
0: That was worthy, without a doubt.
3: <laughs> and hey, she is Australian, and
2: the Australians do do some crazy stuff.
0: She's British, living in Australia, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, she's so British. Mike, what are you guys doing for Father's Day? I know it's another week, but
5: you know I have no idea. No, they're, not, they're surprising me. Well, they what? might. If they're surprising me, I don't know. It's <laughs> <So it's working. laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there'll be something, but uh, we're usually pretty low key. You know, that pi- that pizza picture that Paul was talking about was yeah. Mother's Mother's Day. Was, that's right. My wife said, you know, is this her favorite pizza place in Boston? That's, is it open? And we went. Now hold on, I'd really like to know this because Paul, you
0: have like weird like rituals for everything, right? You know. Well, you know, baby vacations and this and that and Mother's Day routine. No plan, no no routine for Father's Day, right?
3: So we are actually planning on being in um, New York for the baby's oh, christening is that your trip. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: yeah
4: that's so insane.
3: I mean, I'll still be on KMA remotely, but uh, as of right now, we're we're probably going to drive.
0: So um, are you, are you going to start that show by going live from New York? That'd be funny.
3: I can do that. I mean, I'll be on Long Island,
0: but yeah, sure. Uh, Still so New York. We're, we'll stay yeah. out of the city.
3: But yeah, that's, oh, wow. I'm probably going to, I don't, I mean, we don't really do, my wife gets a big Mother's Day gift every year, but I usually just I, get a I couple know, cards. I know, but I'm
0: pretty sure you you don't, it's not
5: reciprocated.
3: <laughs> not the kind of gifts that I give her, no. Uh, yeah. No, she does a great thing. They they put signs up, and I'm sure there'll be some <laughs> kind of shenanigans.
5: Can we get this? We
0: we'll this has to be on Channing. She I don't get a Kirtier, Rolex or anything. She gets Cartier and Paul gets signs. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> he's laughing because he knows I'm right. right? <laughs>
2: Just a little bit, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we got on next week?
2: Next week is going to be Willie Herrera of Drew Estate Master Blender. I'm sure he'll be talking to us from Miami. Uh, it'll be first time in a long time, time, right? It's been, it's been a while since we've had him on. Uh, I think the last time we had him on he was actually here. Uh, in Boynton Live, uh, yeah. was the last time he was on. And I'm sure they got a lot of great stuff going on over there at Drew Estate. I'm sure Willie has a lot of insight into that. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who loves to blend cigars. So we'll get to talk to him all about his blending process
3: and everything else that's going on over there.
2: So uh, it'll be I'm very excited to
3: talk to him. I haven't, I was
0: not on the show when he
3: was on last time. And
0: I would have been more excited if I could see you stand next to him. Oh, why is, signs. He
3: a, is he a tall guy, short guy, whatever? Yeah, he's, guy, a, shortcut, whatever.
0: he's, a, he's yeah. a real tall guy. Oh and yeah.
3: <laughs> he'd
0: like, he's like, come up to his waist. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little over, but yeah, close. Mm. Anyway, we can Mike. Get
3: the thanks... Technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: we could. Anyway, Mike, <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, it's been a fabulous show. We greatly appreciate you taking the time and you know enlightening all the listeners. And uh, best of luck. And uh,
5: hey, don't get COVID. No, yeah, please try not. don't. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Great show, yeah. Mike.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you everybody. Till next week, and as always, keep it lit.